What's up, Mikey? What's up, bro? Welcome to the... Oh, my God. Welcome to the Simplified Podcast. Okay. Press the wrong fucking button at the start. It's all good. It's all good. But anyway, guys, I just want to quickly mention this episode is brought to you today by Alibaba and AliExpress. Go check them out. They got some really cool stuff on their website. Yeah. Yeah. $10,000 product placement right there. A lot of the things we buy for this house are actually from AliExpress and stuff. So Pretty much everything. And most people don't even realize that most things are from AliExpress. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Oh, you're saying like some of these things are just branded and shit? Well, like people will be like, drop shipping? Aren't you just selling cheap crap from China? Oh, yeah. And like and then they, fucking Becky from Kansas, like her whole fucking thing is just white labeled products at the end of the day. She just bought it from Michael's. Exactly. She just went yeah. to, to Walmart and bought like a like a, a, a name brand illuminated charger. I know, literally. For $20 that Walmart got for 10 cents. And they're like, e-commerce is a scam. Like all this stuff's a scam. But meanwhile, they're like buying it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what's up? It's a game full of capitalism. But uh, yeah, what's up? Um, Your lights. But uh, nah, just chilling, dude. You know, out here in LA, we got this house together. It's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, me and Mikey met at my meetup. Yes. We also met a guy named Armin. Nahad <laughs> and Mamali. Some cool ass dudes. Yeah. 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 And that's, uh, and then look at us now because that's how I met Fez. Fez, I met through Mikey. Yeah. Mikey found this house and we just found out actually Pop Smoke. Damn. That's we, crazy. the house Pop Smoke got killed in was the house that I was pushing for. 2033 uh, Hercules Drive. Yeah. Yeah. And people are already messaging me about that. Like in, in my story, I was like, now, obviously, I don't know what would have happened if we moved in, yeah. but I know that it caused a drastic effect. And everyone's like, well, it was a targeted attack. Oh, yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, it was. But the ripple effect, I mean, yeah. he could have moved into a house that was in a different location with more security or something like that. Or yeah. the way they entered his other house would have been different. Is or just like the way his life was flowing of like, he might have fucking did something else was wouldn't maybe wouldn't have been in LA or something. Right. I don't know. I don't really know what the ripple effect is like too much about, but I think I know what it's about. And it's basically, tell, the me, but, tell me, basically the butterfly effect. It's like, since we didn't move into that house. Yeah. I mean, okay. So if we would have moved in that house, pop smoke couldn't have moved into that house. Yeah. So if pop smoke could have moved in that house, maybe he wouldn't have moved to LA or maybe he would have moved in with someone else. Or maybe he would have moved into a highly higher secure, like apartment true, building. True. Like they couldn't have done that in an apartment. Yeah. It would have been way too hard in LA. So Very true. the, the ripple effect is pretty wild. And you guys are really pushing for it. So if I said, yo, let's do it. Um, so I was really the one who was like, nah, fuck that house, whatever. This house is way better. So yeah. maybe if like I was, you know, more malleable into making these decisions, we would have been in that house. The yeah. whole, you know, result would have been different. But, um, and yeah. just the ripple effect of my meetup, like, just look how crazy that oh, is. Shit, bro, our daily life revolves almost around the meetup in a sense because Armin's always at the house, you know, these characters, Mamali and all, all that. So, yeah. And it's wild because I was so close to canceling that meetup. It was the biggest, mm. oh my God, <laughs> it was the biggest, uh, the biggest thing if you when you sip the, that the Beverly Center one Mikey's over here sipping the water up uh, yeah, some just go like that because it's yeah, like it, it won't pick it up that way oh do you actually want me to yeah it's like if, if you're sipping I don't think they want to hear you fucking they don't sipping it I don't know I don't know do they if you want what kind of ears do you have um no no anyways what's up <laughs> well let's take it back to to the beginning at the Beverly the Center very beginning like or the very oh YouTube, me personally YouTube you, oh me watching you 
No, I mean you making YouTube videos. Ah, like, yeah, like yeah. where does it start for Mikey Cass like when my it comes entrepreneurship to entrepreneurship shit? I, I hate that word, oh, yeah. but but I mean it's, unfortunately it's like we got to use it sometimes. Like yeah. I know you made money off of YouTube. Was like the was that the first thing you started making money off of? Oh man, YouTube. I want to say yeah, like decent money. Like that was like ten thousand dollars a month. I was fifteen years old. Um, before that, maybe. I want to say, like, honestly, I'd, I'd, it's, it's like I'd have to look at my camera roll or maybe my Instagram or something. So I'd say, honestly, like three, four years ago, maybe buying. I think I bought like a share of my parents' friend's company, um, Max Linear, at like $14. I bought like the GoPro stock or something using my mom's E-Trade account. So I think that's really what started it. Didn't really have much success. I think I ordered 500 um bulk iphone cases clear iphone cases and i thought you can just list it on ebay and it would sell and i was thinking to my friend back in san diego in carlsbad on this fucking little dirt bike track by this lagoon um i was like dude so i'm gonna sell like three thousand cases and then this and i'm gonna buy a bmw m4 as a senior in high school but i listed that shit on ebay and nobody bought it so you know i kind of realized supply and demand and how all the shit works so you're 14 right now at, at this point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like 14 or something. That's yeah. wild because you're 18 right now. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So that kind of happened. Um, long story short, I had a friend. So I was obviously in that entrepreneurial mindset. I knew senior year of high school, I was going to move to LA, like all this. And literally like I did that. I dropped out of high school and everything like that. But um, so that kind of happened. My friend Isaiah, we both had like 300 subscribers on YouTube at the time because I was trying to be a jack of all trades. You know, I feel like a lot of entrepreneurial kids, they have a YouTube channel. They have this, they have a fucking, everybody and their mom is a social media agency yeah. nowadays, you know? So, um, anyways, I, um, I also had a YouTube channel. I was just posting videos. I'm like, bro, you know, I'm going to, you know, hit like 10,000 subscribers. I'm going to be a YouTuber and whatnot. Um, and like, obviously I believed it and, and to this day, like I believe it, you know, anybody can do it. Um, if they like try and you know, there's all these rules and shit has to be a viral videos. But, um, so me and this kid had 300 subscribers and, you know, we're both like 14 years old. We both have 300 subscribers and like, we kind of fucked with each other and stuff like that. His name's Isaiah. And to this day, like, you know, he's been in LA he's a successful drop shipping store. So we've, you know, obviously came a long way, but, um, so he posted a video hunting killer clowns with a drone and that's trend stacking. It's like a very, you know, we were talking about it earlier. It's like a good rule to um, build pro good businesses. It's called trend stacking. So number one hunt or like killer clowns at the time was like a trend. Yeah. Um, and the number two drones is a trend. Um, if you think about it, it's like a trend for the past like five, 10 years, they've been getting big. So we stacked those trends, hunting killer clowns, with the drone, and then posted on YouTube. Also, I guess uh, YouTube's like relatively like, you know, to a whole fucking like life. Like it's kind of a trend. Like it's, pretty new um so that's three things right there hunting killer clowns with the drone on youtube he did that he got one hundred fifty thousand views in a matter of a couple days and i was like holy shit this kid's at fucking ten thousand subscribers and i'm still at 300 so i posted a video we kind of both went viral um long story short i got like 10 million views in like yeah uh, i got like 10 million views i think in like two months or something like that i made like 10k in a month um and then from there you know, I made all this money and then I spent it, but I also uh, spent $700. This is when I got targeted with, um, Ty Lopez's ad here in my garage. Cause I guess I was, you know, obviously at this time, probably searching fucking YouTube AdSense and whatnot. So I got targeted. Um, that was the only ad literally that I fully watched. It's cause Ty Lopez is a fucking genius marketer, you know, oh, yeah. um, all the cognitive biases. I think in that video he hit 25 of them. So, um, three minute video. So I watched all of it, got sold on the, um, social media marketing course, just like you and my parents. Um, my money was like under my mom, whatever. And they all thought it was a scam, but they're like, fuck it. You know, you made this 10 K, um, go for it. So I bought that. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I started and I can go on till fucking. So why, why didn't you continue the agency? Cause that's like almost the same story. I bought the course. I learned a lot, but 
I didn't continue the agency. Yeah, good question. Because I was just calling people and I wasn't a good salesperson at the time and I didn't have that determination or whatever. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. And I just started drop shipping because I, I saw at the same time, like I wasn't getting any results from it. And like, obviously you should just keep persisting, learn more, become a better salesperson and stuff like that. Um, but I just, um, I saw Ty Lopez post on his story. Uh, these people fucking made $70,000 in a month. And it was like these two German dudes. And it was on, it was literally on sunset, uh, Boulevard right here. You know, the, um, French restaurant yeah, or like the sushi, but yeah, literally bro. Like we live, like, I'm not going to say where, you know, Chris went into that, but like very close. And it's crazy. Cause you, Ty Lopez like, ah, these people followed me. They made $70,000 this month through dropship. And I saw that and I was fucking starstruck. So that's what got me into dropshipping. I'm like, okay, this is like really what I want to do. Because like, I remember last year, this time I was trying to do something similar with like the Alibaba, like, you know, buying these 500 phone cases. Like, I think this is just the move. Like I always knew about dropshipping. So I'm like, I think this is going to be it. So I just, you know, did that. Wait, so were you calling these businesses in the social media marketing agency when you were like 15? Yeah, <laughs> I was calling like fucking La Costa Roasting in San Diego. Like, hey, can I uh, manage your social media for a thousand a month? And I remember this dude, bro. He was like, yeah, call me next week. We'll do it. And we played that game for two months. And I used that as like a thing for procrastination of like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to work because... I have this client, um, but, uh, you know, he keeps pushing it back. So I'll call him next week. I don't have any work till then. So, and I'm just like, fuck this. I'm not dealing with anybody's BS. And you never, ever, like, got nah, that client? Nah. Did you ever get one client at all? Um, I mean, there was this one dude in, like, Orange County for exotic rentals, um, but it was, like, commission-based. So it's like, I feel like anybody's going to say yes once it's like, yo, I'll get you these customers. Just pay me, like, 50 bucks. Like, I feel like anybody's going to say yes. But, like, add $1,000 a month, like, them actually paying me? Nah, I never got a single dollar from social media marketing. Nice. And so yeah. what, what was so attractive about dropshipping compared to social media marketing? Um, fuck, bro. I don't know. Like, for me, it was like... <clears throat> When I got in the social media marketing agency side, I was like, yeah, dropshipping would be preferable, but it seems like it was like impossible, you know, selling these products and stuff. I yeah. feel like I can just go into a business and have that person sign, but I thought it was like so out there. And then I realized, why would I be going after something that I don't really want? Why would I just not go straight after dropshipping, which is actually what I do want? Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you say you were feeling the same way? I mean, I don't know. I just, like I saw, dude, it was fucking flashy object syndrome, you know? Uh, that's what it's called, right? Flashy object syndrome. Yeah. Like it was that. So it wasn't even like drop shipping like this, drop shipping that. It was just like, I don't know, flashy object syndrome, I guess. Like I was watching an interview. No, 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 no. I was actually watching someone who is like roasting uh, Iman Ganzi. Yeah. Gazi, yeah. Really cool guy, but he was roasting him and he made a good point. Not necessarily about Iman, but what he said was that you don't really see a lot of people with agencies who have fuck you money, but you see a lot of people in e-commerce who oh, have yeah, fuck yeah. you money. And when you look at Iman Ghazi, most of his clients are e-commerce clients. Therefore, he has fuck you money because he's fucking people. with the fuck you money. It's hard to scale an actual like social media agency. True. Because I feel like if you have a whole bunch of people paying you like $2,000 a month or something like, bro, you have even a hundred clients, which is like fucking crazy. You're making $200,000 a month. But like in the e-commerce game, there's plenty of people making $200,000 a month easily. But it's like, who the fuck is going to manage a hundred people? Like, obviously you can have teams and everything, but like, it's fucking crazy. I mean, obviously you can scale your business and I'm sure you, there's plenty of people with like a hundred clients, but like e-commerce, I feel like way easier. So that's some real shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if life's all about being easy. You know, the, the hard is what makes it great, but being re like, uh, but I, once again, I'd say like, 
almost realistically, but like e-commerce is better if you're trying to make more money, I feel like. Way, so way sure. easier to scale. I mean, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More practical, I should say. Yeah. Just makes more sense. It makes more sense. So tell me about, because I don't really even know like the full depth of this story, but yeah. ta- talk to me about like starting with when you first launched your first drop shipping store. Man, fuck. I think my first drop shipping store, it was called Golf Life Central. Hey. Um, and I was using Facebook ads, but it was more of like boosting on Facebook. So I spent like $5 or something. Um, and then obviously nothing happened. I think I got a comment um, from some dude who said, yo, I'm going to buy this for your birthday. And that fucking got me so like, like fucking Wait, he like tagged his friend or something yeah or like his like uncle or something is like i'm gonna buy you this for your birthday and that just like i'm like holy shit dude he's about to buy this it's gonna be crazy i'm just gonna fucking scale put this a thousand dollars a day nah but um i think that was it and then from there um i did fidget spinners in like march of 2016 so or whatever you, you didn't sell no i didn't sell that involved. and i was just like you know fuck this fidget spinners is big right now so i think this is march of 2016 so i made and, a and you're 16 or 17 at the time Six, fifteen, or sixteen? Oh, oh. I had, I would have had to have been sixteen. Okay, so you yeah. just turned like sixteen. Yeah, I was like a sophomore, or something in high school. I don't okay. really know, but um, yeah. So I saw fidget spinners take off, and this is crazy because I'm gonna get into other things. But fuck, my ADHD is terrible. <laughs> but um, let me think. Um, yeah. So I got into fidget spinners. I'm like, yo, this is super big. I didn't really know about like buying influencer ads. I wasn't learning shit because I don't think there's too many e-commerce YouTubers at the time, like 2016. So I was just like, oh, whatever. I saw fidget 360 owned by Alan Maman and Cooper. And like now like Cooper came to the house and it's like crazy how like I was talking and I yeah. did business like Alan and shit. Bro. And I happened to meet Alan in New York. Yeah, bro. And like fucking, and then I even did a store with him too, like a year later and I had it written on my notes. I'm like, write a store or do a store with Alan Maman and then fucking be in LA with him. I never like got the chance to meet him or anything, but it's like do business with him. I did that, but that's like law of attraction. That's a whole different thing. And for those of you who don't know, Alan Maman, basically he made, he got the one and only contract with Walmart, right? For fidget spinners. I believe so. Yeah. And he was telling me in New York, he, he wasn't even drop shipping them. He was 3D printing them, which is yeah, a bro. whole... In his fucking basement. His high school, they got pissed, and then he had to move it to his basement. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I think his like dad like invested in like 50 really? 3D printers because they had to keep up with the demands, and then they got hit yeah. up by Walmart. Yeah, literally. But anyway, so you start selling these fidget spinners, and yeah. what happens? Um, Fuck, dude. I was... What was the name of your site? Fidget Fun. Fidget hey, Fun. But uh, the second E was an I because I guess uh, it was taken or something. So fidgetfun.com or something. Go ahead. Try to search that shit up. Maybe it's not there. But um, I made probably $1,000. I think my biggest day was maybe like 200 or something. So that was fucking crazy. I remember I was visiting Atlanta actually. It's crazy because just two trips to Atlanta ago, I was just starting drop shipping And like now I've you know run multiple six-figure stores and everything. So just a fucking couple like maybe two years later. It's crazy. Because you just got back from Atlanta. Yeah, literally like last night. Yeah. Um, but, uh, let me think. Yeah. I had fidget fun. And then, um, at the time I had a, like a Supreme, like hype beast, like Instagram account had like 10,000 followers. Um, so obviously once the fidget thing died, I just like sold like Supreme iPhone cases and stuff. So I think I made like two, 3000 off of that. So you made a thousand dollars off of the, the fidget. fidget spinners. Yeah. Like in total. Yeah. Like gross. $200 profit. No, no, no. Way $1, more. Profit. Uh, probably like 900. Cause like product cost is low i had no ad cost because i was just fucking unfollowing and following people oh <laughs> yeah i was just undercutting the prices of like fidget 360 so sorry okay. alan don't sue me so you sell so you sold the instagram page 
No, 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 no. I at the time I also had a big Instagram page of like a Supreme, you know, like the Supreme account. Oh, you sold them on that page. Yeah, but I no, no, no. I was selling, and then after the fidget stuff died, I started selling like Supreme and hypebeast iPhone cases on that page. Oh, I see. Okay. Because I was trying to be a jack of all trades. You know, I didn't realize you know to be successful in a certain field, you just need to focus on it. So I also had a fucking Instagram page at this time. Um, so at the time I had like 10k, and then I just like I don't know, just like kind of dabbled with that, and then general stores and shit oh no i actually made a store are we going down the timeline right now by we're the going way? down the timeline this okay up. down the timeline i'm excited to hear so after this um yeah i did the little supreme iphone case and stuff um and i was also following a meme page at the time at god they were really promoting um or they were promoting like a ton of like 3d hoodies and stuff like galaxy sweaters and like fucking you know like the meme hoodies and stuff like that so i saw that as like a trending thing um and like it was kind of a smart move for me at the time i made a store based around that um in the first ad Fuck, backtrack. When I was selling the Supreme iPhone cases real quick, I was like, yo, I'm making like, I made like, I have like $2,000 in my bank account, $3,000 in my bank account from promoting it on this. Um, Like Supreme Patty was just popping off at like 900,000 followers or something. He was charging $200 an ad post, but I paid him um $100 before he was going to post and $100 after, but this motherfucker did not post it for like two months. So I realized I'm like, oh shit, I have an ad with Supreme Patty. Like he hasn't fucking posted it, but he's now, I think at that point, maybe grew to like 2 million followers or something. Or maybe he had like 900,000 by the time he posted it. But I just texted him. I'm like, yo, my dad works for the AMF, which I just like fucking made up. And I guess it scared the shit out of him <laughs> and his business partner, Mills. I think you know Mills, right? Yeah. Um, so he's like, okay, bro, I'm on it. I'm posting right now. And I remember this is at the time when like I had like, you know, some money, like a couple thousand dollars. My parents like didn't like this business because I wasn't focusing on school and stuff. I literally fucking remember I didn't have any Wi-Fi at my house because my parents would take the router to work, <laughs> but they wouldn't take it. And I remember it was a beautiful sunset in La Costa Resort in San Diego. You can search that shit up google maps i was sitting on the bench at this resort and i literally facetimed supreme patty and i made sure the ad went up and i didn't have any wi-fi at home so i was at the resort and i made sure this motherfucker posted it and he posted that ad and within 10 minutes i think i was maybe at like 200 dollars. and i'm like fuck it i have school tomorrow it was a sunday night i remember beautiful sunset i was at 200 dollars in sales i only paid him 100 dollars so far you know after i scared the shit out of him i'm like yo my dad works at the amf fucking post this i just made that up um and then he posted it i was at 200 dollars. i'm like you know what fuck this um i'm just gonna go home and like tomorrow at school i'm just gonna have to you know use a vpn because they would like block all the shit i'm gonna use a vpn i'm gonna check my shopify i'm gonna check my sales i'm gonna let it be a surprise Wait, your school blocked shopify yeah it was like wow. one of the block things i, I mean maybe not because of me but like they they ha i think they have like a list of like unlisted websites yeah it's like fucking school loop and you know whatnot browsers but uh i think that was enlisted very recently but um that's a whole different topic there's a brand deal going on um <laughs> not just kidding but fucking uh yeah so i go home obviously i don't have any fucking wi-fi so i was like reading books bro i would stare at the fucking wall dude i remember that sunset and like i would just look into the distance and like bro i didn't have shit to do at home um so yeah, I was just at home, maybe reading a book or something. And then very next morning I go to school and in total I made like $800. So I literally, bro, I have a fucking, I can maybe pull it. No, I'm not gonna pull it up on my phone or something, but I literally wrote it on a Sharpie on my wall. Um, $768 or $862, November 25th, 2016, something like that. That's revenue. Yeah. Revenue. How much was that profit? I'd imagine like five, 600. Yeah. 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 Five, 600. So that went well. So I was like Supreme Patty's working well. Um, and then I think I, 
got into and then from the supreme iphone cases i think i dad did that like a couple more times i did like another time but like on a better day and i think i made like 1200 dollars for some reason using the same influencer literally supreme patty um and then from there i saw the 3d hoodies or whatever so i got into that um and then i was like yo supreme patty's doing good um i'm gonna try boonk boonk gang at the time um holy shit didn't we see him in vegas i didn't know was that in a dream or i don't know you must have been dreaming i I don't remember seeing boonk Okay, because maybe I was drinking, cause, or not drinking, uh, dreaming, because we were in Vegas and he was working at one of the stands. I, did, I don't know. I don't <laughs> imagine. I wouldn't imagine that he's working at one of the stands. Maybe it was in a dream. But um, yeah, so I was like, yo, I hit up Boonk. Um, and then I got in touch with his manager and I paid him for an ad, $500, um, which is like a lot for me at the time. But I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm like a sophomore in high school. Like, what else am I going to spend this on? Um, so spent that and I made 2.7 or... I made 1.3K or like 2.7K. I want to say 2.7K. Um, so I made 2.7K. That was my highest revenue day. Um, and I literally remember the day I fucking hit, you know, or I hit $1,000. It was literally, we were outside the electric box in our neighborhood. You know, I feel like everybody's done that, right? The electric box shit in I, your neighborhood, just like with friends. You no, like chill no, around I'm, it. Not in Missouri. Not in, like, I've never heard of You this. know an electric box, right? Right. And then maybe it's just like nighttime and like you and your boys would like park your bikes outside. Of no. The, I mean, did you ever have the days of like just all your friends were on bikes? Yeah, but we weren't surrounding electric by, uh, electric uh, boxes on the Yeah, bank. so basically it was kind of like a bukkake with an electric box in the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we were doing that and I fucking refreshed it and I finally hit $1,000 in that day. Um, and I think the next day I made like, you know, probably like 1700 or something like that. So I made $2,700 off this ad. Um, and yeah, I mean, at that point I was kind of having success. And I think that month I did like 9.6K just by reusing the same influencers and using Supreme iPhone cases and fucking 3D hoodies. Was this at the time where they were allowing... Facebook ads for Supreme cases, or did you not um, even try? I tried, but I tried boosting them. And I used a discount code, use code BOONK for 5% off. And I remember this dude was roasting me in the comments. He's like, this motherfucker used BOONK as a discount code. <laughs> so, um, but I, I I know I boosted it, but I didn't try actual Facebook ads maybe till like 2017. Okay. Yeah. So after, so basically you, you, you got into the 3D hoodies and now you're starting to get into influencer marketing. Yeah. So after the 3D hoodies die off. Yeah. What was happening? Well, what was happening around this time? Um, what do you mean? What was happening around this like time? Like, what what happened? Like, you you got into these three D hoodies, and now you just hit twenty seven hundred dollars in like two days. Yeah. So what happens from there? Um, I hit twenty seven hundred dollars in two days. I remember it was a spike. I made five point four k within like the first six days of the month, and then for the rest of the month, I didn't make any money for like whatever reason until I think Black Friday. Yeah. So this must have been around like November. So around Black Friday, I was um in Atlanta again. Um, I trust me, I don't go there every fucking week. It was just like, I think I went there like two times in like two years. So this is my second time there in like two years. Um, and then I remember we were in restoration hardware actually in Atlanta and I was fucking on my phone, photoshopping, um, more Supreme fucking, I, no, no, no. I was photoshopping fucking, uh, free watches, you know, like just typical, like AliExpress watches. Um, and I probably still have it in this exact camera roll on my phone. Um, I was just fucking photoshopping, um, like on the Photoshop app, uh, free like watches or whatever and just sending it to supreme patty i'm like yo just post this it's black friday and i paid him and then he did that and i think i made probably like 900 dollars. nothing crazy so i ended that month like 9.6 okay so okay yeah and, and then what happened after and then what what happened after this because oh yeah yeah, yeah that's like in general like like this is gonna be with e-com yeah um but i don't think i made money for a couple months 
literally i want to say my first success after that oh i was in a telegram group chat actually of like um i was in jet set flies telegram group chat for Classic. like e-com and stuff yeah great guy by the way i really suggest no i'm just kidding i don't want to <laughs> get any get there but um i mean i don't know back in the day at least that group chat changed my life so shout out to jet set fly for making that 1900 people in it um eventually he closed it because i met a lot of my connections literally like preston when we were in vegas all the top well i'm gonna get to this in a second but preston i met him from that group chat this was like two three years ago like 2016 2017 um but basically after a couple months of being in that group chat meeting a lot of people um in the space um, he shut down that group chat because uh, you're smiling. What's up? <laughs> Did it something? Mikey, Mikey yeah. just spit. Right <laughs> no, I know. I saw that. Right up to the like, table. Oh. My bad. Um, if you guys are watching the audio, listen to the audio, <laughs> reverse that on the video. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but anyways, 1900 people in that, but a lot of there's, you know, it's fucking life. Like there's a lot of BS people in this life. Right. People just fucking scheming in that group chat, just fucking around sending memes. So he's like, I'm shutting this shit down. Um, so I was like, okay, I already had all the contacts of like my main people in Telegram. Very quickly, that group chat grew to like 140 people. Preston was one of them, like when we were in Vegas. Um, and literally to this day, the top people that persisted with e-commerce are literally some of my close friends. They live in LA, like Jason Mentality. He was in that group chat. Preston, they live in uh, London. They all persisted and they're all successful in their life, literally Shopify. And at the time, they were literally broke or, you know, in high school, college, whatever. So the top people in that group chat changed their life, especially at online. That that's a crazy story. He's done the multi, um, multiple millions of dollars. Um, and at the time, he just started dropshipping and get the group chats. It's crazy. He actually just bought a AMG GTS. It's like one of his like first things. So it's crazy. Met a lot of people through that group chat. Um, had that. I actually paid at online um, for a mentorship, $500. This is this is where it gets like of my parents getting against whole Shopify stuff, which I know you, you want to hear. Um, or I'm sure people want to hear. So I paid him $500 with PayPal or something with my mom's PayPal, like obviously like my money. Um, and then I get my first winning product. It was the pocket shot. It's like a slingshot or something like that. Um, and I do that and slowly like, yeah, I made probably like a couple thousand dollars off of that with Facebook ads and it was going really well. Um, but I think like competition, like kind of beat me and stuff like that. And then after that, my mom realized I paid him for a mentorship and then she sent him like, and obviously to my parents, I don't like blame them. You know, I feel like any parent would do this. They just wanted me to try in school because they, they, they wanted the best for me. But like, I guess they don't know what the best for me is like the fucking Instagram quotes and shit you see on the Explorer page. Right. Um, but um, so she sent this long thing like out of a fucking young kid, you um, persuaded him to send you $500 and you scammed him. Um, send this money now. You fooled him. You fooled my son. Send it back. Did, did he actually scam you? No, 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 and not was, at all. Was it was great, you. bro. Literally oh. some of the things that he taught me is literally fucking shifted it. Did you tell um, your mom that? Or yeah. Did yeah. Didn't understand. No, I know. I'm going to get to that. And then, okay, uh, right. you know, at online was like, yo, bro, your mom sent me this. And it was like, fucking send it money. <laughs> You're fooling these young kids and whatever. Um, and then I kind of told my mom like, nah, like it, trust me, he's teaching me really good stuff. Just let him. So she sent the money back. Um, and then, yeah, I did that. And then I don't know for a couple, like more months after that until I'd say like 2008, like May of 2018, I wasn't really making money. This is literally some of like the biggest grind times, literally, you know, three, eight from fucking, I would wake up at 6am or 6.50am for high school. Um, I'd get back home at 6pm cause I had track after school and dude fucking, I wasn't like packing lunch or anything too. So I'd like buy from the cafeteria, maybe some snacks. So I wasn't like eating like so much. I was so tired and fucking, um, like fucking 
You know what I mean? Like I would maybe yeah. like just pack like cheese its and shit. It, like for school, I was like so hungry. I just eat like a big meal. So after track, I would just eat a big meal once I get home. Uh, fucking drink a bang or maybe something like that. Um, and from six p.m. or like seven p.m. after eating and taking a shower, or whatever, I was so tired from the school day of like fucking sleeping in classes, getting kicked out, just fucking around with my friends. Literally had like a zero point eight GPA, like one of my lowest times, like one point two GPA. And then after track, you know, using all that energy. Eight, whatever, and then I got into Shopify probably like eight p.m. from eight p.m. till three a.m. Some nights I literally just be grinding um, on my fucking thing, and I tested like over a hundred products that school year. Um, maybe like one or two having success, nothing crazy. But May of two thousand eighteen comes around. I have a, had a guy come up to me, and he's like, "Yo, I'm spending in my fucking group chat." By the way, um, dude, I'm telling you, this group chat really changed my life. But um, he came up to me and he's like, yo, I spent $150 on ads and I made fucking $1,200. Like I keep spending more money on ads and it just keeps growing. And for whatever reason, um, this kid was being kind of foolish or whatever. And I'm grateful for the opportunity, but he went, uh, he went on with me and he's like, I was like, yeah, bro, I'll help you fucking scale Facebook ads. I'm so good at this. And like, obviously I didn't know shit about drop shipping. I never had like crazy success. Never had a like thousand dollar day with Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, he b- bought into my bullshit. Um, and, but I really did. I took his business from zero to $4,000 a day selling this product and it was all under my mom at the time. And, but very quickly, like two weeks in, my mom was like, oh, you're fucking making $4,000 a day. I think maybe like after a week or two, we had like $25,000 in the bank account, bought a new laptop. And like, you know, I was very, like, I was like almost on track to have my first six figures in my bank account, $100,000, or we like 25K in like a matter of, you know, like two weeks, right? Um, and she was like, oh, this is overwhelming. You need to try in school, finding every single reason, nitpicking the website, change this, make this more clear to the customers, um, you know, fucking all that stuff. Um, but very quickly, like after the two weeks, she was like, oh, I've had enough of this. Like, Wait, I, she was giving you advice on the website? Yeah, yeah. Oh she's my like, gosh. make this more clear to the customers, the refund policy, whatever. And she's like, I don't have a good feeling. Something about this tells me like, this is not good. Um, so she was like, you know, uh, screw this. This is too overwhelming. I don't want you doing this business under me. We're getting about, we're about to get into some juicy information Hell being on yeah. the run. This is almost it. Um, so yeah, this is about, let me drink this. Hold on. Talking so much. I got to chill for a second. Um, so yeah, we do that. She fucking shut down the business and then she called my business partner, uh, business partner, mom, business partner's mom. She's like, we're shutting this down. Um, so she shut it down, refunded all the customers, locked me out of Stripe, PayPal, Shopify. I was fucking banned from Shopify, bro. My IP address is banned. Stripe, obviously, like I'm not going to be able to make another Stripe, whatever. All the money was refunded, taken out of my account. I was at zero dollars. What was your business partner thinking about this? Um, bro, he was just like typical, like, yo, what the fuck is your mom on? And mom, if you're watching this, once again, I like, I don't blame you. Like you wanted to, you wanted me to try in school and stuff like that. And I know tons of moms, um, if they're kids making fucking five thousand dollars a day online it's gonna be like yo what the fuck are you doing you're running fucking ponzi scheme fucking right. jordan belfort looking ass <laughs> you know what i mean so like um <laughs> i don't know like it's like obviously like i don't like my uh like i don't i don't blame them you know it's like very crazy for a 16 17 year old kid making like five thousand dollars a day and like it's all under my mom a lot of and like obviously we have like a lot of customer service emails and whatnot so it's like very overwhelming anyway she shut it down and i was like what the fuck do i do um and I remember she had, she gave me access to one of her bank accounts and we transferred $5,000 of my money into it. So I had like some money to work with, um, which like she didn't know, like she forgot that I like had access. Um, so I was like, okay, Isaiah, the kid that I went viral on YouTube with, you know, made $10,000 in a month with, well, I mean, that was like my channel, but you know, hunting killer clowns, like he's drop shipping too. And you know, we've had some stores in the past. Um, we, I forgot we were selling like Rick and Morty stuff a little bit back in the day. We had partner stores and we would FaceTime every single night till 3am. This is one of the kids I was FaceTime 
FaceTiming, you know, just fucking till 3 a.m., bro. And I had to be quiet or else if I was, you know, making it apparent that I was working on my business and stuff, my parents would have turned down the Wi turn off the Wi-Fi router. Um, so I had to be very quiet and I'll just maybe like go into my closet or something because it was like a little like three foot by like five foot like little walk-in closet so i just go in there and just be like yo isaiah um so i was like my mom just shut down my business i have like access to five thousand dollars so my plan was this was may my my school year ends um june 16th and i remember this is like my junior i think no no sophomore sophomore year um so like 2018 maybe or 2017 i don't fucking know i think 2008 it was 2018 um so i was like okay finals is literally next week um, because obviously May 16th, we started the business and then like, you know, it ran for two weeks, so like June 8th or something final started. Fuck, I don't have to pick up after drinking this, my bad. Um, so I was like, yo, bro, I have $5,000. Like I'm a hundred fucking percent dedicated to this business. Cause literally at this time, bro, fuck school. Like I was sleeping in my classes, dude. And I wasn't even trying. Like I was like, fuck, like physically trying to open my eyes in Spanish class. Like, hola, que tal bien, gracias y tú. Like that shit was not clicking with me, you know? El aeropuerto. And like, I know my shit now. I was in Spanish 4A. So I'd like to think whatever, cheating and shit. But uh, <laughs> um, anyways, what the fuck? Where, where did I leave off? Okay. Um, Yeah, so I had access to $5,000. I was like, bro, I think I'm just gonna not tell my parents. And before finals starts on Monday, um, on Saturday, I'm just gonna say, fuck it. And book a flight to you in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we're just going to work on e-commerce. I'm not going to tell my parents. They're going to find out once I land. Um, Cause I'm a hundred percent dedicated, bro. And I'm telling you nothing fucking was going to stop me. Facebook ads was banning me for like, just as you know, Facebook, like sometimes right. they'll like, and then I have to fucking appeal it. Bro. Stripe was not working. I couldn't get a payment processor or anything. I was 17 at the time though. Right. Like it just wasn't going to work. Shopify. I was fucking IP banned, bro. I was trying to make fucking uh, prepaid debit cards. I would fucking bike because my parents didn't want me to get a license because they knew like I would just come to LA and like visualize about success. Like I would make mm -hmm. my sister drive me here before or something. So like I would have to bike. I, I, I had to like bike until I was like 17. And, like obviously once again, like we live in fucking America. I'm, I have nothing to complain for. And like it toughened me up. If my parents let me have all these luxuries and stuff, um, I would have been a fucking pussy. So I'm great. I toughened up a little bit. That's when I learned about toughening up. Um, so I was biking fucking to Vons, bro. Maybe like turning my cash into like a prepaid card or some shit. Try to get like to pay for Shopify a month, like shit like that. Um, so I was like, Isaiah, I'm coming to you, bro. I booked the tickets. Um, long story short, it was Saturday. I told my mom, yo, I'm going to Jacob's birthday. Um, so I'm going to be gone for the whole day. Um, she's like, okay, okay. And she bought like a birthday card and everything, put like 20 or like $40 in this thing. But my dumbass. So like, I, anyways, I booked the tickets and I'm like, yo, Isaiah, I'm coming to you today. Um, I literally booked it on Delta. Um, and I had my phone and everything. And, um, so let me, I'm just trying to think. Um, so yeah, yo, yo, dude, fucking ADHD real quick. I hate to say this, but in the interview that we did before, um, this house is literally in the middle and I'm only reiterating the story in a new place, literally right down that frame. So that's crazy. A whole year crazy. later that it's like, dude, a fucking whole year later. Oh yeah. Um, that meetup was like February, like February yeah, and we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. That shit's crazy, dude. What the fuck a year later and we're here just right down the frame, but in a whole different position. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I booked a ticket and, um, the first thing is I get my Uber, I pack all my shit in a little, uh, backpack and I was so hyped. I'm like, Isaiah, I'm coming to you, bro. This is the first time I'm meeting him, San Diego to Grand Rapids, Michigan. I booked a flight to Atlanta, Georgia, because there's no flight straight from San Diego to Grand Rapids. And I was like, worst case scenario, if anything happens, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I have family there. Well, how'd you book a flight if you're not 18 yet? Oh, cause you can still bike, book it as a minor. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can still, and they don't even ask for ID. They don't ask for anything. So I just used my mom's card and it went through and everything. I mean, think about it. They don't ask you for your social security when you get a flight, right? Right. 
Um, I don't know, maybe if you're above 18, but I don't know. I marked it out as I was 17. They didn't question shit. So you use your mom's card? Yeah, yeah. I used okay. her card because she gave it to me with the $5,000 access um, because, like, we were, like, fulfilling orders and, like, fucking Alipay was, like, blocking us. Right. If you're familiar with that. But, um, so, yeah, I did that. Um, and then I leave for the Uber. And first thing is my mom texts me as I'm on the fucking way. Dude, holy shit. I was using a high school checking account, too, to get the Uber because um, my mom would, like, prepay it. Um, so if I can get, like, food or whatever, like, 50 bucks on it. And it sent her an alert that the Uber was $40. And she's like, mm. um, this kid's house is, like, five minutes away. What the fuck? Why is this $40? Um, and I was like, um, because, like, at the time, too, both my parents were working, right? So from high school, I would just Uber home every single day from my fucking school to home um, after school because there'd be no one to drive me so like my mom knew it's like $13 so I'd be like oh sometimes there's like surge prices you know with like Uber it's like 1.9 times higher because it's like higher like fucking supply and demand except with Uber um so I was like oh yeah but she wasn't buying into it and then on top of that my fucking dumbass forgot the birthday card at my house in the living room table damn um so like obviously that could be a small mistake I would never do that on purpose even if I'm fucking not going to his birthday I would take that you know there's $40 in it <laughs> no I'm just kidding but um so yeah she's like um okay $40 it's a little bit suspicious definitely something's up and you forgot this birthday card I'm gonna come to the kid's house because she knows like my good friend so I'm gonna come to this kid's house right now with this birthday card and confirm you're there because I'm not buying into this um so she literally pulls up to this house and I have the text message photos I have it somewhere probably on my laptop and she sent me the photo she's like I'm here come outside mm -hmm. but meanwhile my ass was going to downtown San Diego <laughs> the fucking San Diego International Airport to go to Grand Rapids you know scale my e-commerce business to thousands of dollars a day yeah like I'm not not no fucking birthday party <laughs> um so she's like i just talked to jacob's dad and with jacob they're so confused that you're not here what is up what is going on um she was fucking freaking out at this point like any mother would do um so i was like yeah like sorry to break it to you but i'm actually going to downtown san diego for an e-commerce convention or like some like business converse uh convention because i know you guys don't support it and she's like oh no we'll support it you should have just told us like we would have been fine just don't like lie to us so i was like okay yeah so but at the time i was using their sim card um, and I feel like before I was probably ditching school or something. So they basically had access to like track my phone too through the SIM card. Um, so they literally, and they fucking called up Uber too. Cause my dad got involved and my, my dad's like, or my mom was like, Hey, like fucking Mikey is like, uh, like going to an e-commerce convention. He kind of lied to me. So they were kind of sus. Like even after the e-commerce convention, they're like, I don't know. Something's like still up. Um, so they're, I guess kind of sharp for knowing that, like I would definitely buy into the e-commerce convention bullshit. Um, so they literally call up Uber and they sent me a screenshot of right before I think I removed my SIM card or something because I realized they were tracking me or put it into airplane mode. They sent me a screenshot of like Uber, like I think like showed them my location or something and it's right at the airport. Um, and I was fucking shaking. I'm like, they know I'm at the airport. My flight takes off in fucking 30 minutes. I haven't gone through security. Like, let me figure like, you know, how the fuck to do this. So I texted them real quick before I removed my SIM card. Like, oh, you know how there's convention centers at the airport, like Marriott and stuff. It's in one of those ballrooms. So I did that. And then I removed my SIM card. Um, and for the next like two minutes, what I'm speaking on is I'm only knowing this because they told me this after the fact, because once again, you know, I removed my SIM card. Right. I, I didn't have any access. Um, oh shit. No, I think, I think I removed my uh, SIM card on the sky bridge, you know, the sky bridge to the plane. I guess it's called the jet bridge. Yeah. Um, I got a text Car This is the Carlsbad police department. <laughs> Where are you? I'm dead ass. I think I still have the text messages to this day. Um, so yeah, I went to security, everything, no problem. And my parents are like, yo, we're going to fucking find you what's happening. Um, so the last text message I got is this is the Carlsbad police department. Where are you? It was a green text messages. Motherfuckers don't even have iMessage. Nope. 
Um, yeah, so like no reply. I just came by. I didn't reply. Um, and then at this time, there were literally like two, three cops at my house in Carlsbad, um, trying to like figure this out because they're like figuring out, oh, this kid's running away. Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, so my parents, like, they didn't know what the fuck to do. There was like two, three cops literally at my house. And I remember my friend sent me a Snapchat streak of just cops like in our neighborhood. Uh, he didn't even know it was for me. So, anyways, I was on the fucking run, dedicated to make business work. Um, because I know if I'm not doing this, like some other motherfuckers running a Shopify store at my age, you know, gonna take my same exact product and gonna outbeat me. Um, so that's kind of the motto I live at. It's almost like a dangerous prophecy. It's like, you know, how hard, like how fucking much willing are you to do this for the good life? Right. Um, so anyways, yeah, I get on the plane. I didn't know anything. I filmed it on the GoPro. I'm actually going to post a video about this in a couple weeks or probably like two weeks. Um, you know, with all the footage and everything, I think maybe I have a little bit on my Instagram, but, um, I started filming on the GoPro. The flight goes smooth until we land. And then I hear the dude, but subconsciously, I didn't give a fuck. Um, because I don't know, he was like, oh, we're going to have some personal assistance right when we pull up to the gate. If everybody can stay seated, that'd be great. So as we get to the gate, nobody, you know, gets up. Shit, dude. Sorry, I'm drinking this. Sorry for my manners. But um, yeah, as we get to the gate, nobody stands up. Um, I see two cops get on board and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's a fucking airport, like cops, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, they literally, I see them get on. Um, and then there's two cops, like a guy and a girl. Um, and they literally walk past me. I was in like aisle 13. I was 13 on the left side of the plane by the window. They walked past me to the very end of the plane. I'm like, phew, like they're not for me or whatever. Um, and then the fucking flight attendant lady is like, um, excuse me, he's right here. And then they fucking like, like, I don't even know. I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. I know what you're doing. They took me onto the sky bridge or whatever. Now we're in Atlanta at the gate. What airline is this? Delta. Oh, wait, Delta. You're lucky it wasn't United. Why? Because they would have just oh, dragged yanked me. you out like that <laughs> yeah. Chinese doctor. <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Right when he said... I would have become an influencer at that yeah, point. Exactly. My life would have been redirected. Right when she said we found him. Yeah. All right, boom. Then they would have just grabbed you and ripped you out of the seat. That would have been so funny. I know, 100%. Um, but I don't know. Everything worked in you know great ways, whatever. It's like the ripple effect. You know, I'm still here in the fucking Hollywood Hills. Right. You know? So you get pulled out of the plane. Yeah. So they take me on the sky bridge. Like, yo, is your name like Joel Adams? Like, they gave me the wrong name. And I was like, uh, no. And that was Michael Cassin. I think it was like a trick question, you know, to get me to say my correct name. And like, okay. It was like the girl who asked me that. She's like, um, you know, also on this jet bridge, whatever, there's also like some people, they check their bags in last minute. There's like the stairs down to the tarmac. You yeah, know, so yeah. they took me down those stairs and they're like, okay, get in one of those cop cars. And there's literally everybody on the fucking plane looking at me. <laughs> there's this giant 747 on the tarmac. I get onto the fuck. Yeah, I get onto the tarmac. There's two cop cars. I feel like I'm taking one of those private jet photos. You know, there's the two suburbans. <laughs> there's the private jet. So anyways, I hop into the back in one of those fucking, uh, uh, fucking cop cars. Um, and I was filming this on my GoPro, but the thing is I was filming time lapses before in the plane. Um, so it was in time lapse mode. So I didn't get it. I got a little bit of clips in the fucking cop car though. And then going into the office. But anyways, I get into that. This dude's asking me like, yo, what happened or whatever. I was like, yeah, my parents don't really like agree with this business. So I kind of just said, fuck it. I'm just going to go to like my friend's house in Michigan. Um, and then, so yeah, we were in Atlanta and then he was just like asking about like business model and shit. He's like, oh, that's cool. They took me to the, um, police like like police station or whatever in the atlanta airport um it's crazy i was literally there yesterday and i told my aunt i'm like yo isn't this the place they took me but um yeah they took me to the police station i waited like 10 minutes my aunt and uncle come in obviously very pissed off um and then the fucking security guard um literally like wrote or talked to me for like seven minutes fucking ranting at me yo you can't do this and stuff like that and like honestly for some reason i didn't give a fuck i was so confident in my business and everything i was just like so i'm not gonna get a chance to go to grand rapids michigan after this um 
And everybody was kind of looking at me with a stern look. And I literally have seven minutes on my phone recorded. So I can pull this up. So was this a connecting flight then? Yeah, connecting flight. Okay. Because there's no direct from San Diego, Grand Rapids. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it in Grand Rapids. Or I'll just put it in Atlanta. So worst case. So yeah, cops got me there. Um, After that, I just, this is like a Sunday or something. I want to say like Saturday or Sunday. Um, no, this is Saturday. And then very next day, I literally fly from Atlanta to Irvine. Um, and my mom picks me up and then I just finish my finals. And then after that, my dad realized how serious I was about business. That was part of me. Like, what'd your mom say when she picked you up? Oh, when, when she picked me up, she was a hundred percent as if nothing ever happened. We never talked about this incident. Wow. I want to say for like month, like bro, months. And I'm, I'm being dead <laughs> ass. We did not say one word about this incident. It's fucking crazy. My parents like were very chill about it. They're maybe like, damn, like maybe, maybe like, um, we should have let this kid like run his businesses, whatever. Like maybe like, you know, we should just let him do it. So entrepreneurial stuff. My parents are all for that. Uh, I don't know. Are they, <laughs> but, um, uh, obviously, I don't know. Maybe it's like overwhelming, like Shopify shit. They don't understand. So, but, um, so yeah, we do that. I go to finals and at this time I was fucking, I had a 0.8 GPA or like 1.2 GPA in my school. I was failing all my classes. So I filled in the fucking Scantron for the finals is like all A's, you know, Scantrons. I yeah. just filled in all A's, all B's. And I put it to my teacher. She's like, are you sure? And I'm like, I mean, I'm already failing. Like, you know, what's going to happen? Um, so did that. Um, my dad realized how serious I was about business. I started running my business under him. Um, and then $50,000 in two weeks, um, after like a couple hundred orders, like a thousand orders, we got one charge back. Um, and keep in mind, by the way, when my mom shut down the Shopify store, like back in like May, uh, she shut down the literally the Shopify store. There was like 200 unfulfilled orders. So we started getting a whole bunch of disputes too. So she saw that whole bunch of angry customers. So she really wasn't, you know, like she didn't really didn't like this whole job shipping thing. She thought it was a fucking Ponzi scheme with all these angry customers. So anyways, I was running this business under my dad. We got one charge back. They sent us a letter in the mail cause we were using Wells Fargo, like payment, not payment tech, but I was using Wells Fargo's merchant, uh, merchant thing. Cause you can also use banks for payment processing right. if you didn't know. So they sent us a letter in the mail. It showed my domain. My mom got it shut down. Once again, we had 200 unfulfilled orders. Um, same exact thing happened. Wells Fargo merchant services said, Hey, you're getting a whole bunch of disputes. Um, we're disabling your account. And I was driving on the one Oh one or, you know, the PCH or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have the same thing right by my house in San Diego. It goes all the way down. So this started happening at 50,000. In revenue? Yeah, yeah, 50000 or 70. I don't know. We I just remember I'm thinking back to a screenshot and we were at $50,000 for the And how many in one month? Yeah, it was like same product and everything. What was the product? Oh, I can't say. I can't you're say. You're still, still selling ran, it? I, no, no, no. I'm not selling it, but I was selling it very recently too. Oh. So I don't know. I'm just like, okay. here's my shit. Yeah. Um, I ran that product for months after that. Obviously, once I got the chance, we'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, I basically $50,000, whatever, um, shut down. I was on the one one and I get a call from Wells Fargo. Um, it, it was all under my dad's info, whatever. But for some reason, I think they put my phone number as like one of the things where I called them. Um, cause I stopped getting orders. I was like, yo, what the fuck's happening? Um, and then I go back to the house or they told me, yo, like your account's disabled. I go back to my house. I drive back. I check the Wells Fargo bank accounts at negative $17,000 from what? like $25,000 we had after running for like two weeks, three weeks. It was at negative $17,000 and this is all in my dad's name. I'm like, what the fuck um, is happening? Um, so basically, cause I think we had like $17,000 in expenses. So that's why it took it from zero to 17,000. They basically just took all the money they deposited to us originally, which is, I guess then 56,000 or 57,000 or $67,000. My bad. Um, so yeah, negative 17,000. I'm like, call. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is up? Um, 
they deposited some money. So we were at like $700 in the bank account and they're like, okay, we're going to hold $24,000 for six months or whatever. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever, you know, what can I do about it? So my dad was now against this business. It was causing nothing but headache and I don't blame him. You know, obviously a lot of chargebacks, a lot of Wells Fargo issues and shit like that. Um, and then my mom, they, and then they told my aunts, my uncle, um, fucking everybody in my family do not do business with him. Like it is not going to be good. Um, you know, we've done all this troubles. Everybody knew, do not do business with Mikey. So that little your, Mikey kid. Your, your parents just started going around to all your friends and family and just saying, don't do business with yeah, Mikey. Yeah, because they knew I was going to hit up my aunt. Hey, let me run my business with my parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I was going to hit up my aunt like, hey, let me do business with you. I thought they were just talking shit. No, 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 They were just like, yo, he's going to hit you up. Just don't do it. It's going to be a lot of headache and stuff. So I don't blame them. Um, So that happened. Um, After that, this is over summer because like obviously like June, like and then after finals. Um, So the whole summer, I was kind of like, what the fuck do I do? How am I going to do this? Um, and then at this time I had a license. So for a lot of summer, I was literally driving to Los Angeles, literally here is like a hundred miles from my house, like hour and a half, two hour drive. I would just drive down Rodeo. I'll literally drive through the Hollywood Hills. And when I, I'm not even kidding when I say this, I've drove down, I'm not going to say where we live, but I literally drove in these streets all the time. And I drove on Rodeo, literally everything, everything like that we go by now, like even earth, bro. I mean, I've been to earth since 2012. I have a photo. My sister's actually showing me in Atlanta. Like, wait, 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 where's this coming from? Um, this is coming from like in summer, I would just drive around LA visualizing oh, okay, saying, okay, I'm going to okay. make e-commerce work. I know this is fucking crazy. I've made over a hundred thousand dollars so far, but it's been shut down all these trials and tribulations, everything against me, fucking Stripe, Shopify band, everything like that. But like, once again, Russ says, you know, you only like the pe only people who win are the people who bet on themselves the most. So I just always believed in that. I was in that self-fulfilling prophecy of like, uh, or I don't know, like, I don't know how to say it, but like, you know, if I'm not doing this, like someone's beating me. And I, I, I was always in that mindset of like, um, there's always like fucking, rainstorms before the sunshine or something and like dude I, I don't know i just like fell in love with the grind i was in love with like eating shit at a fucking computer not getting any sleep but i was just anyways during summer i was just driving all around here um and then fast forward my friend was like yo you can do business under me uh shout out you know so and so i'm not gonna say his name but he has the same exact birthday as me except he's a year older so he was 18 at the time i was 17 he's like yo you can do business under me just you know pay me a certain fee so i start doing that um this was december I want to say like maybe a little bit before December, September, November. Yeah. November. Um, it was November, obviously. What was yeah. the fee? Like you guys agreed upon? Um, I don't know, but so far I paid him like $10,000 or something Jeez. like that. Um, easy money. Yeah. Yeah. Easy money for him. But it's like, we've made a decent amount once I ran this business successfully under him. So it's like without him, I definitely would not be here. Um, shit, hiccups. Um, so yeah, December, November, dude, I didn't have any fucking money. I owed Facebook like $300 and, um, obviously my parents, I had $0. And then even when I ran my business under my dad, obviously my mom took on. Yeah. Well, wait, what'd you guys do about the negative 17,000? Oh, remember Wells Fargo deposited enough. So we had $0. They, they realized that yeah, like, oh, this is going to affect whatever. So oh, okay. yeah, they deposited cause they want to hold as much money just for safety. But, you know? So they held the other five then. Um, no, t um, because you said they held it went from twenty five thousand and negative seventeen thousand. Okay, so then they would have held. I don't know where some of the money went, but like long story <laughs> short, <laughs> that's not a good thing. I know as a business owner, but long story short, I know we had like seven hundred dollars in the account and we had twenty four thousand dollars held for six months. Okay, so that's all I know. Um, and the twenty four thousand dollars been released like yeah. a couple months ago or something, yeah. eight months ago. I don't know. Um. But yeah, d November and I, I changed the operating agreement on my LLC from my dad. My parents didn't want me to do business or whatever, but I called legal zoom. Um, and I 
got it transferred, new operating agreement to my friend. I didn't have any money. So shout out Hagen. He lent me $300 to pay off my Facebook. I was at $0 um, somehow. Oh yeah. And I also had like Gucci shoes and like a Supreme hoodie. So I spent some of my money on that. And like, I shouldn't have been doing that shit at that time. Like I didn't have like, you know, didn't have like, I probably had like $5,000 like back in the day, like when I got that stuff, um, just using like my Supreme account to fund this. So I had like some like nice clothes or whatever. Um, so I just sold that. So I had like maybe two, $3,000, you know, to get this business started. And what I would do is I made a stripe, but since this LLC is basically fucked at this point from, you know, Wells Fargo, they put me on the match list, which, you know, you can do your research search on Google. What that is basically you can't get any payment processor. Um, so I didn't understand, but I literally spent my $2,000 on ads running for that product and it was doing great. So, um, obviously with stripe, it takes seven dollars or seven days for your first payout. So I was just kept scaling. I kept scaling. I'm like, Oh, Stripe's going to pay me $10,000. I only spent two. I spent pretty much, you know what I have $2,000. I'll just wait for that money to come. But Stripe is like, after a further review, you know, we are going to, you know, like we don't support this business or business model. We're going to hold your money. So I literally lost all my money. I had $10,000 or maybe $5,000 on hold for like three months or I don't know how long Stripe. Yeah. For like 180 days. So I literally did that a couple times opening up new Stripe accounts. I didn't really realize this LLC was banned. I just thought it was just my bad luck. Oh, okay. So I literally, and then I would try to sell like camera, bro. I had a fucking metal Supreme box worth $60. I even sold that on eBay. Um, so I just literally, I did this multiple times and Stripe just kept fucking me. And I was like, I'm at the point where I've sold everything. All I have is like five blank H and M t-shirts worth $10 and some beat ass, like Adidas <laughs> Calabasas. Uh, fucking Yeezy shoes. Um, like this is like all I have to survive. And my parents are against this business. They're not funding me. So I owe Facebook $300. Um, and then I, I owe Facebook $300 and I have like, yeah, I owe Facebook $300 and I currently have zero. So shout out my boy Hagen. He lent me $300. I explained the situation. And I think I just got approved for authorized.net as a payment processor. So I did that. I ran that. Um, and I think for some reason, maybe like once I started processing money, they banned me, but I did get like a little bit money. I maybe had like a thousand to $3,000. Um, so I did that, had that on my bank account, obviously fucking ran up probably on another payment process or on authorized.net or something. And I don't know, just looking back on this, I had $0. Um, by the time January came around, um, well, I went on a little trip to Dubai and Ethiopia with my parents. So I just remember I was like kind of figuring that shit out. So right when I came back from that, I got one of my three month holds from like back in like December, like November or something. I got it in January. I remember like early January, um, I, I got $2,000 payout. Uh, but a couple days prior to that, I told Jordan Welch, he was throwing an e-commerce event. I'm like, bro, I'm going to fucking buy this ticket for the VIP event in the Hollywood Hills. Like I dreamed about the Hollywood Hills, but I had that shit written down. I told you all summer, even before that, I've been you know driving around here visualizing like i like this is my opportunity of like being surrounded by other drop shippers and shit like that and i don't really know like what the fuck my future was with drop shipping especially you know all these banned payment processors because on the match list you know this whole llc i just didn't realize it at the time so i was wasting a couple months but i was like yo once i get this payout from stripe i'm spending my last dollar on this fucking event i remember i had 50 dollars after that and i paid for gas and i drove to the hollywood hills literally um and i didn't tell my parents obviously they weren't a, they were they were against it and they'd probably let me go to the event. They'd be chill with that. Um, holy shit. At this time, bro, January, this was around school time. I didn't, I didn't even fucking sign up for school. I told my parents I was going to be doing charter school because I was getting kicked out, had a terrible GPA. So I wasn't even going to school in January. I wasn't in school. Um, 
so this is of my senior year of high school. So like last year, this time, January. So 13 months ago, um, I spent my last dollar. I go to that event. Later on that day, I get a cop that calls me. I'm not going to go too in depth, but a cop calls me. He's like, yo, where you at? I'm like, yo, I'm in LA for an e-commerce event. Um, so yeah, tell my parents it's going to be all chill. I'm with my Russian boy in Santa Monica, Semyon. <laughs> I just stayed with him because he lives here. So shout out Semyon. I stayed at his house. Um, so I went to that event and literally what a mentor taught me, bro, I learned so fucking much, dude. Even just seeing people with my eyes, did, uh, one of them made like $300,000 a month with e-com drop shipping and some names that people haven't even heard of, you know, these people who aren't posting their shit, just see, just meeting people, dude, at this fucking Hollywood Hills house. I was just crazy enough. Um, just meeting these people just fucking shifted my like, you know, thinking. So like if anybody's watching this, like events like that shit, like even if it's just one event, like go to it because that literally shifted my mind mindset and everything and literally i was you know filming my fucking sales video earlier today talking about what matt taught me on those stairs i learned that and i wrote that down in my notebook or on my phone and bro literally to this day i have that same exact note notes from event you know what matt taught me about product research i did that in a combination um i went back to san diego um i think i got maybe like i was at zero dollar balance i owed facebook and i finally found a payment processor i'm not going to mention it but they didn't care that i was on the match list they're like we'll work with you we're just going to put a 20 percent reserve on your account and literally when i got back from that event um by the way your meetup was february 15th so or february 6th or something mm -hmm. like that so a whole month after this um but at your event, I literally asked you, I'm like, dude, my fucking parents refunded over $100,000 on my orders. I remember I literally told you this and you thought it was an interesting story. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just fucking lost. Like, I'm now doing business under my friend. I'm like 17 and like, I can't find a payment processor. Um, like, I just, I just don't know what to do. I have like almost $0 right now. Um, but luckily, literally a week after your meetup, I found a payment processor. Once again, that's going to like start up, you know, like payment processing for me. They didn't care. They're just like 20% reserve and we'll work with you. And like literally shout out to them but i fucking love them i wish i can just shout their name out but i don't know i'm probably gonna use them in the future and i feel like if people are watching this they're gonna call up like yo shut down this motherfucker's <laughs> payment processor for like whatever reason so i don't know you know fucking e-commerce people are always hidden about their shit so um yeah i signed up for them i had zero dollars in my bank zero owed to facebook so i was like okay i can run ads i started running ads a week after your meetup i found a payment processor that was my number one question for you and you just never been in the situation so you couldn't give me necessarily the uh, advice i've, I've always I mean, used it's a very, and paypal yeah i mean it's a very weird scenario i was in so i don't blame you but um a week later you know i found that um and then literally from that fucking point february 16th i believe february 21st and today is what february 24th 2020 um literally about two weeks weeks ago this last year this time um is when my store i literally spent like probably 120 dollars on ads that day and i remember i was driving in san diego and i made like 568 dollars or something like that and holy shit i remember i was in the pool with my friends um shout out tommy i actually filmed the hunting killer clowns with him i made ten thousand dollars in a month with him tommy um and i was just in the pool and i went back to check my phone and i was getting hella sales and i didn't get any sales in that day i spent like 50 dollars in ads i didn't get any sales and then literally at 2 p.m sales just started popping off um and literally from that moment on i just kept scaling kept scaling and i ran that product for fucking like uh for obviously a couple months whatever i was in charter school i was making like four thousand dollars a day um i made my first hundred thousand dollar a month in literally no time um didn't look back literally i didn't even tell my parents for the longest time for like three four months that i was making hundred thousand dollars a month so literally i would tell my friends i was like yo dude like let's fucking go to la or whatever today um 
like Garov, my boy, literally, I know we, we did throw that after party here, but actually from San Diego, three of my boys, one of them was Garov. Um, he literally that night, like two weeks ago, he got an Uber from San Diego all the way here to show Oh up. yeah. I met them. Yeah. I met yeah. Them. Yeah. So he was one of the boys. Um, and I, I drove to here and I, bro, I took him to catch and we'd spend like fucking $260 on a dinner. And I am not saying it's the smartest thing, but like I was having bro, time of my life. I came back to LA just visiting it. And I'm like, bro, I made a hundred thousand dollars this month. And I'm like, I'm treating my friends here. Um, and then I even got an airbnb in mount olympus on um fucking not hercules holy shit how'd you get an airbnb if you're 17 because oh, no, no, like i got else's... it under my friend ah. yeah i zelled him i remember gabe seraphin um i just told him i'm like yo i just got some of my high school friends and i got an airbnb wait are you it was on zeus drive are you the one who told me that they asked for like a selfie when you booked it or is that someone else nah someone else oh, okay like, i hear airbnb, airbnb yeah. does that sometimes now yeah nah um, but yeah, it was on Zeus Drive. There was an Airbnb. I got that. I didn't tell my parents, obviously. I just got some of my high school friends. We got our fucking Airbnb in the hills. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. After all this, I'm making $100,000, like $4,000 a day, you know, you know, $100,000, $150,000 a month, whatever. Um, so it's like, holy shit, life is changing so fast. I'm now, you know, fucking... And obviously, I'm not saying Airbnb is in the fucking hills. That's only spending money. There's nothing respectable about that. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm just saying it's the shit that I used to look up to. You know, it got me to that point. So, so fucking what if it led me to get to that point of, you know, financial freedom, or whatever. Um, so I got that until my parents and they're like, okay, it's all good. If you have this Airbnb, they kind of trusted me now and they realized like, okay, this kid's maybe like onto something. Um... So yeah, I was, man, I was getting the Airbnbs in the hills and then, um, we were going to fucking rent Lambos. And once again, it's like stupid shit. I would never rent an exotic looking at now. I've had bad experiences, but like, um, we were going to do that, but like it failed, but yeah, we were going to catch fucking Airbnbs in the hills already last year in like March. Um, so about like 11 months ago. Um, so we were doing that and then, um, yeah, like February, March, April, and then May comes around. Or no, end of April comes around. I was just, bro, I was at home literally making like $4,000 a day. Like literally just 4000 not 3000 not 5000 Or maybe I had a couple like $8,000 days or something. I remember I was scaling. I was in La Jolla actually hitting one of my biggest <laughs> revenue days at $6,000 with my friend Tommy literally driving around. Um, So yeah, I had that, but I was making $4,000 a day. Literally just fucking, I wasn't spending any of my money. It was just like sitting in this bank account because once again, this business was all under my friend's name. He didn't want me spending this shit on fucking, you know, just eating and just like stupid shit. He's like, oh, we got to figure out taxes. Just let this money save in the account, you know, invest it in your business. Um, so I did that. Um, end of April comes and this dude, I'm not going to name, should I name names? You know who I moved in with. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I signed an NDA not to talk shit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. To get my uh, fucking half months rent back. Only half the month's rent. Yeah, only half. And did, did he never even gave you like your, he still owes you thousands Security, of dollars. 3,000. But I saw him in fucking Hawaii when I went like, you know, last month. I should have run up on him. Like, yeah, I mean, you can you can name names if you want. You can. Should I say you, first name? I mean, that's going okay, to narrow fine. it down. Listen, <laughs> I saw a dude, he owns. Oh, shit. It's too late. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> he owns like that popular college page and he had like 180,000 followers on Instagram. He's like, yo, I have this Hollywood Hills house. It costs, you know, $5,000 a month. How, how do you get in contact with you? Well, uh, yeah, he posted on a story and he's oh. like, yo, I need roommates. Oh, okay, okay. So I was like, okay, bet. Like I'm fucking making all this money. I wired the money. Um, And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, and then after I did that, he's like, oh, also $3,000 for security deposit. So literally I was like thinking his life is like a fucking video game. I really didn't know what I was stepping into. 
to of like, yo, I'm really about to move to LA at 17 years old. Like I just wired him the money and I wasn't thinking too much of it. You know, I was just making all this, whatever, fucking just chilling in San Diego, bro. I'd just be chilling with my dog while everybody's at school. I dropped out of high school at this point. Um, I literally dropped out of high school. So I, I was doing nothing all day, just fucking chilling with my dog, you know, just eating, fucking maybe doing ads. Like, bro, I wasn't, I didn't even have work, bro. I had VAs, you know, virtual assistants doing all my shit. So, um, end of April comes around and, um, obviously, uh, he says May 1st is the move in date. I was just hitting the gym in San Diego, whatever. And I remember I was in the gym that night telling my friends, I was like, yo, I'm only moving to LA for a month. I'm paid this guy one month's rent for this house in the Hollywood Hills for $5,600. Um, I'm going to be back in San Diego after that just for one month. And then I'm going to sign a lease at 1600 vine in, um, in fucking Hollywood. Uh, so like, I didn't really think too much of it, but I was like, yo, today's the fucking moving day, whatever. I think it got delayed like a day. I packed all my stuff in a luggage. I didn't tell anybody, bro. I only told the friends that I was going to the gym with two friends, Aditya and Ethan. And I was like, yo, Ethan, like we were in the sauna. I was like, I'm moving to LA tomorrow. Like, I'm not too sure like how long I'm going to be there or something. Um, I just said, thank you guys for, you know, fucking all this Carlsbad San Diego shit. Like I'm moving to LA. Like this is literally bro. Like I fucking dreamed like bro, 24 seven, like your conscious thoughts. If you think about it long, enough and you visualize like it became subconscious i knew i was moving to la dude i was pulling up fucking la in school telling everybody like everybody at school dude at sage creek high school in carlsbad san diego like they can fucking vouch for me i was known as hollywood hills uh the hollywood hills kid in high school even before i fucking moved here because like i would just talk about it so much and they just knew me as the fucking shopify like hollywood hills kid mm -hmm. like i mean i knew everybody in the squads chill but um like they knew like Hollywood Hills. So anyways, that day came, I moved, my parents fucking freaked out. I told my sister, I was like, yo, what do you think dad's going to say? If I tell him I just moved to LA right now. Um, but yeah, anyway, wait, my bad. I, I packed all my shit. I got in the Uber. I came, dude, it was like a fucking summer resort, dude. When I came in there because it was May 1st, you know, it's pretty warm. It's Southern California. I met Brian, dude. The first day I met Brian and you know, Brian's so nice. I fucking love him. Brian, my if you know, you're watching this or listening, I don't know. Um, I love you, dude. Um, no homo or mate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, he made me a sandwich, dude, a fucking sandwich. And I was like, dude, like this is how they're living out in LA, just making me free sandwiches, just living with this beautiful breeze and everything. I'm like, man, this is fucking beautiful. Um, so yeah, that happened. I live in that house. Brian left a couple days later to like um, Miami to work with Icy Narco. Um, but um, yeah, I was living in the Hollywood Hills. And then later that day, I called my sister. I was like, yo, like... Um, like, I think earlier that month, I kind of told my parents, I was like, yo, I'm like making all this money. I don't know, like making, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars a month, $150,000 a month. Like, so they kind of knew I was making money. Um, and my dad told me a couple weeks ago when I was in San Diego, he's like, yeah, we knew you were going to move to LA. It was kind of inevi inevitable. We kind of knew you were about to do it. Um, so I was 17, obviously at the time. So I wasn't like, like I, I wasn't an illegal adult. So obviously I have to kind of like get a fucking, I don't know how legally that works, like moving out as a minor, but, um. I, let me think. Yeah, I was in LA. I told my sister, I was like, yo, I moved to LA. Like, what do you think mom and dad are going to say? And my sister's like, they're going to be chill or whatever. Um, but I was like, I don't know. Like, like, I think, yeah, she, yeah. She was like, they're going to be chill about it. Just tell them. I told my dad, he didn't believe me. He's like, hold yeah. on. Like I'm with, a, um, I'm like with a friend right now or something. Like I'll call you back. And then man, they fucking freaked out. They're like, bro, we're going to call the. And once again, I don't blame them, bro. Any 17 year old and like me, you know me, like I'm known as pretty sporadic and I do crazy shit and like whatever. And like any kid that's fucking 17 year old making, you know, $150,000 a month. Like it, like to anybody, I feel like can get money can get to their head and they can do stupid things. And I'm lucky. Like I've never gotten in any like really bad positions or anything. 
um, knock on wood, but like, uh, like obviously like nothing fucking like went wrong and like I'm chilling. Um, and I use kind of common sense, but like my parents were like, dude, he's in fucking LA. Like, you know, LA, like there's 16 million people in this city and surrounding counties. Like it's like, you know, what's going to happen? Like, we don't know who he's living with. Like we just need answers. I never told them who I was living with. I just, I never made things clear. I'm like, I just moved to LA in the Hollywood Hills. Um, so they were fucking freaking out, calling the cops and everything. So they literally hired a private investigator to look at all my social media and stuff for the following months. Um, just like, you know, fucking looking at my Instagram, whatever, like trying to find any hints, like even the fucking night that, um, Fez, Isaiah and Hamas like rented Lamborghini and like I ate and shit like that. The fucking private investigator, like, bro, the private investigator was a dumbass. He just sent screenshots of that. And like, I have the text message screenshots from my parents and stuff like that. Like the private investigator, they paid him like $5,000 and all he did was fucking send screenshots <laughs> of public information that I posted on my story. Like, congratulations, you fucking dumbass. Um, but yeah, they never found my address or anything, man, until um, I went to Phoenix. This is to me, Ishan Gold. He's like, dude, you have an interesting story. You know, you're 17 years old making $150,000 a month. The fucking private investigator, cops, parents all trying to find you. you like, what the fuck? We're going to build you a personal brand. So I was like, okay, bet. Because um, he's worked at the selfie kid, you know, Mark Cuban, you know, a lot of social proof. He's a legit dude. And fucking Ishan's one is really smart. Like, you know, he's really smart. Yeah. Um, so he's like, yo, come to Phoenix. Um we'll build you a personal brand or something. We'll talk about it. So I was like, okay, whatever. $200 ticket, booked it. I was going to leave the next day. So I went to the LAX airport. I checked in my bag using my high school checking account because um, I was just like, you know, my mom was putting money on it. Even in LA, she was like, oh, get food or whatever. Here's $50. Um, it's like $30 a day. Just like get yourself, make sure you're fed or whatever. Just like any essentials you need or whatever. Um, so I had that sm uh bank like that debit card or whatever always like fifty hundred dollars on it so i just like checked in my bag with that so i guess she saw that charge and she's like yo he's at the airport like this is a good opportunity or like like to get him like to find him because like they didn't know where i was obviously um like we don't know where he's going who he's meeting like what the fuck is happening you know 17 year old kid on the run like what the fuck's happening so she sees that um i go i was in phoenix whatever all was smooth the, the next morning i wake up at ishan goal's house um or like i like slept the night there and then that next morning ishan's uh girlfriend Karen comes up to me is like hey like Mikey um your dad is like emailing Ishan I don't really know how he, he knew I was with Ishan maybe I like posted on my story or something I forgot but um he's like hey send Mikey back to San Diego back to <laughs> LA um today or the cops are coming to your house and it's not gonna be too hard you know you tell the cops hey Ishan go send cops get my son he's been on the fucking run for a couple months um at this point I was on the run for like two three months you know from parents private Wait, why, why did his girlfriend tell oh. you this and not Ishan himself I don't know. Ishan was busy or some shit. Maybe was he, she check his like emails and stuff. No, no, no. Ishan was like, Oh, told like, her. He, he was on the email. Maybe trying to email my dad back. He's like, yo, go tell Mikey, wake him oh. up. It was like eight, 8 AM. So, um, yeah. And I was like, dude, like, uh, like, and then bro, he's been watching my Snapchats of like my parents trying to find me private investigators and all that shit. And I was like, dude, I fucking told you they're after me, dude. I fucking told you like you're getting emails from my dad, like sending back. I'm like, bro, I don't blame my dad at all because like, you know, any logical parent would be like, yo, like my son, like I need him. You know, he's fucking mine. He's 17. Like come to San Diego. So he's like, yo, come, it's, you know, fucking ship him back, <laughs> not ship him back, but get him <laughs> back in LAX or San Diego tonight or cops are going to be at your house. You know, you, all you have to do is just call fucking Phoenix uh, cops and be like, yo, Ishan Gol, here's his first name, last name, send cops to his house. They'll get me. So I was like, okay, whatever, Ishan, I don't want to get you involved but like see dude i fucking told you they're after me um I, I booked a flight uh what i did uh fucking i went to uh phoenix airport out of sky harbor or something i was in terminal three at delta once again um back to lax and i was like okay i'm just gonna go back to 
LA, so my parents are more chill. Because uh, they were really concerned. They don't know who Ishan is. Now they know of him, and like he's a very good guy and stuff. They're chill. They just didn't know who he was at the time, so they're very sketched out about it. Um, so yeah, I literally I get a call from cops because like once again, I've, the cops have called me multiple times. You know, whether I was going to the Hollywood Hills event or fucking Atlanta, like I've been in the uh, running with cops multiple times about this fucking shit. Um, sorry for cursing so much, but uh, keep it real. Yeah, fucking keeping it real shit. Yep. Um, if you're offended, click off this video. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, anyways, I get a call. I was eating Panera, bro. I got a chip, like the fucking Chipotle avocado sandwich or chicken avocado sandwich whatever from Panera. I remember I got the side of chips and like a water bottle, the sunny bottle. Um, and then I get a call from a cop and he's like, it was a 760 number where I'm from in Carlsbad, San Diego. And he's like, hey, like, where are you going? Like, um, you going back to LA? You know, it's like my parents, like obviously like fucking hired him to, you know, figure out whatever. And I was like, I'm going to LA. And he's like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, are you? I was like, yeah, I'm actually going to New York. Like, you're going to have to find out. Like, you know, me being the smart <laughs> ass I am. Um, so basically, I dude, I'm so stupid for this. I posted it on my Instagram story um, that like, hey, cops, I know you're watching this. Private investigator, I know you're watching this. I'm at terminal so-and-so. I was going to say, I was going to put, I was like telling my mind, put the wrong terminal so it throws them off just until my flight takes off back to LA so they're not going to get me. I was in terminal three, but I was like, I'm going to put terminal two. I'm going to put terminal four, throw them off a little bit. But my dumb ass, I literally have it to this day i removed it off my highlights i'll probably put it back once i release this big whole story time video but um i literally was like uh i put terminal three in the story i was like hey cops i know you're watching this i just got off the phone with you i'm at terminal three at sky harbor international airport come pull up literally and little do you know or little do they know or little do i know <laughs> god damn i'm using all the fucking he she they it um so little do i know whatever or they call my name and i literally have this recorded on my phone it was on one of my highlights i don't think it's there i removed it um but i'll probably put it back or something they say michael kasson blah 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 i didn't really hear them and i have that recorded literally to this day um and i look at my i was like why did they just call my name like maybe did they see what i posted on my story and they canceled my ticket um and then i checked my delta app you know i was using like apple wallet or i was using delta app you know just scan check in i wasn't using you know, fucking the paper thing. It was 2019, you know, it's fucking modern technology. Wait, how come you put the real terminal? Was that an accident? No, I know. That's the whole thing. I was being stupid. I put the real terminal instead of the fake one. But oh. regardless, all they have to do is just search up my name in the system. They'll right. find out yeah, where. that makes sense. So they did that. Um, and I hear this thing and I, I tell the lady, I'm like, yo, like uh, my ticket's not loading because I checked my phone and my ticket's not loading and they already called my name on the thing. So I'm like, fuck, they're probably catching on. But then my flight landed at, or my flight was going to take off at 4.50. I remember there was a 4.50 flight and it was a 6 p.m. flight. Uh, so I chose the 4.50 that day. Because I booked that, you know, ticket the same day because fucking dad was threatening to call the cops to his house. So I do that. Um, and then she's like, yo, you see that ATM? There's an ATM at the very end of the terminal. Just get $400. The flight was like 370 or something last minute. Um, get $400 out of that. Bring it here. Or like 370 last minute. Bring it here. Um, flight's going to take off in like two minutes or a minute. So I literally sprint all the way down to that ATM. I get the cash. I go back and she's gone. The, the gate's gone. So I was like, I missed this flight. Fuck. Uh, and then literally one of the Delta employees came up and, and and they're like, are you Michael? So I'm like, old dude. He's like, are you Michael? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and just walked away. So I was like, something's <laughs> fucking going on. Like these employees are looking at me kind of smiling, especially at this gate. And he just asked me if I'm Michael and smirked and didn't give me any answers to when I asked what the fuck's happening. Um, and then I literally go down to, what is it? When you check your baggages in before you go into security, like the front desk or whatever. 
you know like what I'm the ticketing? Yeah, yeah, ticketing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back. I have this cash. Remember, there was a 650 flight. I knew that was another option. I go back. I'm going to buy this. Then the lady at the front, I waited in line like 10 minutes. I get to the front. She's like, oh, we don't accept cash, but there's a cash. You turn it into a prepaid card. Just do that. Did that. Came back. Um, and then as I was in the process of buying the ticket, she's like, no problem. I'm like, okay, I'm all good. Perfect. There's three cops right there. And I was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's an airport, whatever. And these three cops and then come up to this lady. And then they looked at the phone. They look at me and they're like, you Michael? And I was like, yeah, you got me. Um, and then the cops informed the ticket ladies, like, don't do the ticket, whatever. This kid's like running away or something. The parents are like, what the fuck is happening? So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, it was kind of an awkward situation. I told the ladies, I was like, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I've been on the run for a couple months for my parents and private investigators and shit like that. So, you know, whatever. Um, so let me think. So yeah, and then that happens. The cops basically like, they're like, yo, let's get you on this flight, whatever before. Cause I, there was like some instance, if I didn't like get on this flight or something, I was going to be marked as a missing child in the, uh, like government system, literally in the government system, which I eventually is, or, or, or which I eventually was, I'll get to that in a second. But, um, literally I have like a photo, whatever. I'm sure you've seen it. There's like that cop right in front of me at the gate waiting. Um, and then the plan was once I land back into LAX, they're gonna, there was going to be cops and there was going to be my parents. Cause once again, I'm from San Diego and I was going to land in LAX. It's not too far. They just make the drive. And my aunts were visiting too at the time. So they were going to meet me at LAX. They were going to get me and then just take me back to San Diego. Um, so I get on that plane cops, you know, they just stay in uh, Phoenix. They just made sure I get on the flight. My plane lands, my plane landed 10 minutes early. Um, and once again, I checked in my bag earlier that day. So I land in LAX and I look around. I was in the gate. I put my face down and I was like, there's no one here. There's no one here. Just get into the fucking, um, get your bag. And then just hop in an Uber back to your Hollywood Hills house. Um, just like, you know, don't get caught. Just put your head down. Don't make any eye contact. You know, try not to find your parents, whatever. Um, cops were not there. Parents were not there. Um, and then I get my baggage from like the lost baggage that took like 10, 20 minutes, which eventually, uh, my parents showed up with the cops or whatever. And they told me the lady, they, they found out from security footage or something. Uh, the lady was like, Oh yeah, this kid was here 10 minutes ago. Um, he went that way or whatever. But by the time that I got my baggage and everything, I was already in the Uber back to my house. Um, so anyways, later that day, my, I was posting all this shit on my story, right? You know, cops meet me at terminal three, whatever. And my roommates at this fucking house were like, yo, what's going on? Like your parents don't know that you've been living here for the past couple months. Like, we don't want this. Like they can sue us, uh, for like kidnapping or like charge us with kidnapping or something. We need a video, um, of your parents permission for you to live at this house or whatever. Like if you want to live here or else, like we're going to kick you out. Like we don't want to get charged with kidnapping. So it was kind of in that position. It's like, my parents don't want me living here. And my roommates only want me living here. If my parents let me. Like, and dude, I'm in LA. My parents don't want me in LA. They want me to go down the school route instead of this fucking entrepreneurship shit. So there's no way in hell this is happening. Anyways, I meet up for my parents, uh, meet up with my parents, um, and my aunts and my grandma was there and like other aunts, um, this family restaurant. did together. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in this restaurant in Fairfax, literally right off of Fairfax. Um, and I had this meeting and, uh, and then my parents were like, Oh, I need a video of you filming permission. Basically like my roommates are like making me get this so I can like stay living with them. And like, it's okay. Just tell us your roommates names and like what you've been doing the past couple months because like we miss you, you know, we're your parents. And, like I don't blame them. It's hundred percent logical. It was kind of myself that put everything into this whole situation of me being on the run um but i know i had to do it you know if i i knew i had to move to la and like fucking do shopify and persist with that so i just knew this is what what, what had to happen um and obviously it makes for a crazy crazy story now it's almost why i'm on this podcast so everything you know life just works in crazy ways the ripple effect but um so yeah i meet up with them and then they kind of switch up towards the end of the dinner they're like yeah we're not filming this video um where we like we don't want this or something like we want to meet your roommates now and i didn't want them meeting fucking you know so and so i was like uh, like i don't know it's just like 
I don't know. I just didn't want them like meeting my roommates. It's like kind of weird about it. Um, and I shared my location with my roommates because they wanted proof that I was going to meet with my parents. So they had my location, everything. They knew where I was for like an hour, like till the end of the day, you know, share my location. So they knew where I was. And I was like, don't worry. They were like blowing up my phone. Get the video, get the video. I'm like, don't worry. I'm going to get it. They're like, it's been two hours, bro. Cause I've been talking to my parents, trying to convince them. Um, so as we were literally on, um, uh, Fairfax, my parents are getting into the car with my aunts and everything about to drive back to San Diego. They're like, we're not giving you permission. Um, and I literally was, I was like, I'm not going back to San Diego. Like I, like I worked so hard to get to LA, you know, fucking losing over a hundred thousand dollars in refunds to these stores being shut down all this BS sleepless nights at 3am. I worked so hard to be to like, get to LA. Like I'm not going to let, like I, I came into this position almost of, you know, being financially free and everything. So I don't have to take shit from anyone. And like, obviously it's my own parents, but like, I was like, I, I'm sorry. I'm just not moving back to San Diego. I worked so hard to be here. I know this is LA. This is my future. This is the path that I want to go down of being an entrepreneur and everything like that. Um, I'm not going to be in San Diego because I feel like San Diego was more of like, oh, I'm just going to go to school there and just fucking, you know, typical college shit. LA was like freedom, be an entrepreneur, do what you want. So I was like, I'm not getting in that car. Like, I don't know. I'm going to figure something out. So I literally walked from that restaurant of Fairfax to the Grove. It was like 1120 at night. I remember I took a selfie and I was like, what the fuck do I do tonight? Like, I don't know if I'll have a place to sleep. And I took a selfie. It was like 1121 PM at night. And my parents um, were like, okay, I mean, if you're going to be this cocky, like figure it out. We're going back to San Diego. And I got a call from them 20 minutes later. Um, and I was literally like fucking tearing up and I was like, I don't like, I didn't know what to do. My parents call me and they're like, Hey, like, are you still like walking around? You still don't have a place. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what to do. And I was also like talking to my roommates on the phone at that time. Like, don't worry, I'm going to get the video. Like, it's just crazy. Um, and, um, yeah. And then my parents are like, finally, like after a long time of like convincing and everything, my dad shot a video in the Grove parking lot. Um, dude, there was also a Lamborghini, keep this in the back of your head, there was a Lamborghini Aventador, a white one parked in the parking lot, I didn't know who owned it, but I took a photo, I'm like, man, I'm going through all this bullshit, um, but this Lamborghini Aventador signals, it, um, you know, signifies freedom and everything to me, financial success and everything, keep that uh, Lamborghini in the back of your head, um, it was in that parking lot, um, and then my dad parked like kind of close to it or whatever, and um, I thought your parents went back to San Diego. No, 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 no. I mean, that's what they said. They're going back to San Diego, but they realized they're, I think they were kind of just lurking in the LA area. Like, yo, what is this kid going to do? Um, so they called me. They're like, oh yeah, like you still like, you don't have anywhere to go. And then they just, I was like, yeah, I'm at the Grove. My dad's like, okay, I'll film the video giving permission. Um, so whatever, I'll pull back up to the Grove. So they came to do the Grove. St- do you still have that video? Yeah, I have it. I have oh, it. I'd love to see oh that video. Oh my God, yeah, I have it. Um, well, actually there's two videos, but I'll get into that. Um, so anyways, he filmed that video and right as he filmed that video, we're in my dad's car, whatever, all of us. And he filmed that video and he's like, I get permission, but only till Wednesday, only till, only till Wednesday, you can be in LA. And I was like, okay, till Wednesday, like I have, you know, time to figure all this shit out. I'll just fly somewhere else in America where they can't find my ass. Can I make a prediction? Yeah. I predict that you just edited the video and cut out the Wednesday. Nah. Oh, <laughs> nah I thought that's what you're going to do. Um, cause like probably they wanted like the whole video and like my roommates really wanted legit permission and everything. They didn't want BS. They're like, send us the whole video saying, you know, you can stay here indefinitely or whatever till you're 18. Um, so that happened. Um, literally as the videos film, my dad's like, okay, you have till Wednesday. And my friends literally, I was sharing my location with them and they kept blowing up my phone. They're like, dude, it's been three hours and you still haven't got the fucking video done. Um, they literally, as we were in the car, uh, this is crazy. My parents don't even know this, but, um, as we were in the car, I was, I called an Uber. So I was like, okay, hopefully this Uber and yo, hopefully my parents don't fucking come up to the Uber and ask the address that it's going to, or else they'll know where I live and they can just send me back wherever. But, um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay in this car till the Uber, right. As I get outside of my 
uh, dad's car, my friends pull up in the Aston Martin, the same one that, you know, ended yeah. up with the $20,000 thing. I'm not going to talk about it. But um, they literally, I see them. I'm like, okay, it's LA. It's a fucking, you know, brand new Aston Martin. There's a lot of those. Um, I, They literally pull up and I see them. Fucking Tom and Pablo. Really great guys. They've taught me so much. And like, trust me, those guys are great guys. They've taught me a ton. They're smart. I fucking love them. Um, and they literally pull up and as I get out of my dad's car, literally right as I get out of my dad's car, cause the Uber just came after like 10 minutes of waiting. Um, they, they literally pull up and I, right as I get out of my dad's car, walking to the Uber, they pull into the fucking parking lot. And I'm like, yo, go, 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 go. Almost insisting that I like kind of, you know, um, like kind of telling them like subconsciously that I already like got the video done. I'm like, go, 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 go. Cause I'm like getting in the Uber back to the house. Um, so they kind of get the signal and I, cause they wanted to like meet my parents. They, they my roommates wanted to meet my parents are like, yo, just get the record straight. We're going to meet them. So Aston Martin pulls up as I'm getting into my Uber right by my dad's car. It's like my Uber, Aston Martin, my dad's car, all within like 10, 20 feet away. <laughs> um, so I told him, I'm like, get away, get away. And I don't want to see, I don't like my parents uh, and like the car, whatever was right behind me. And Aston Martin was right here. So I wanted to do it in a way where they knew that I wasn't with these people. So I was like, go, 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 go. I didn't want my dad to see or whatever. Um, so anyways, I hop in the Uber, my parents or my friends got the hint in the Aston Martin um, that I kind of got the video done because I was like, go, go, go. I got it. I got it. Um, so we get in that, uh, I get in that Uber. We're literally driving back to the house. Um, you know, it's in like Laurel Canyon, this house in the Hollywood Hills. Um, and then it was my Uber, the Aston Martin, and then that Lamborghini Aventador. Once again, keep that Lamborghini Aventador. So it was actually like a trio. Cause I guess like it was like 12 at night. I guess that dude, I don't know what he was doing at the fucking farmer's market or the Grove, but, um, he, um, I don't know. He was like leaving. So it was like the Lamborghini Aventador, the Aston Martin, and then the Uber. We were along like Fairfax, like Melrose on the way back to the house or that Lamborghini uh, Aventador was like going somewhere. I actually know where he was going. There's like an apartment. Um, there's like something Indian restaurant off Sunset Boulevard. He was going to those apartments. Um, but, uh, so we were literally like driving and it was kind of funny. I even have a Snapchat to this fucking day. Like I literally have it. Lamborghini, Aston, my Uber. We get back to the house. I explained to my friends, yo, I got this video. I'm good till Wednesday. Um, so that happened. Uh, Ishan goal is like, yo, this is crazy and dude i fucking commend ishan for this because uh that very next day he's like yo i'm coming to la we're gonna get you this personal brand we're gonna get it done so he literally spent his hard-earned money out of his pocket to fly to la with his girlfriend uh and brian kwan he's like the video um filmer and like everything like that like he was gonna help with this like personal brand um and they get this penthouse in beverly hills or like westwood area um and it turns out that penthouse like they told he's like i'm not gonna say like who owns this pen it was very nice and he was like yo we're staying here um, it's like privately owned. It's my friends, uh, Mikey, but just like come through. We'll like discuss this. So I go over there. It's like super nice. Um, and then he's like, I'm not going to tell you who owns it. I was like, yeah, who owns this bro? Like, who's is this? And I was just curious, like fucking what entrepreneur owns this? Um, and, um, yeah. And then he's like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I don't know, just like secretive. And I was with my other friend. I was with Chino at the time. Yeah. I was a fucking Chino. Cause he drove me in like that. I ate. Um, so we go to that penthouse like that next um, like night that next night it was like 2 a.m. 3 a.m. we pull up and then he's like yeah I'm not gonna tell you he probably wants to be secretive and then over time he kind of gave me hints or whatever he's like oh yeah it's um, he has a dog he and like literally all he told me is he has a dog and he does like marketing or something I'm like it's this guy yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's that guy. He's like, yeah, yeah, you got it. And it literally turns out that that guy was the one in the Lamborghini Aventador. Yeah. 
So isn't that crazy? That's a big coincidence right there. This is the dude literally from the previous night that we were all driving this trio. And literally, even when I was in the house, I see him multiple times, even to this day, dude. If I'm in like Rodeo Drive or something, I'll see him driving this car. But um, we were in his penthouse. Uh, so I was like in his penthouse after like seeing him fucking driving while I was on the run and everything. So it was crazy. Ishan did that, whatever, kind of fell through. Um, and then Wednesday came. Wednesday came and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go to my aunt's house because she's kind of an intermediate in the situation. My parents will feel safe when I'm matter house you know it's family and with my cousin and my uncle and stuff like that they're gonna feel safe about it so i go to atlanta and this was i want to say june end of june or something like that june of um this summer literally like last summer i should say um shit so yeah it was like june of like last summer and then um i was it was like june my birthday is july 28th i was turning 18 once i was 18 my parents can't have any control and they would be you know they'd be glad if i lived in la if i'm 18 like okay now you're 18 do your thing but um so i was in atlanta because like obviously they're not gonna let me live in la my roommates and stuff like that so i was like dude i'm gonna be in fucking atlanta for the next um uh six weeks you know from june like 14th 16th or something like that till um fucking july 28th and like well obviously like no hate but like um that side of the family whatever they all have like nine to fives and like it's like the suburbs of like georgia and i was bored as shit like i was an entrepreneur living in la and like obviously this means fucking nothing and it's oh and again why were you going to atlanta Oh, because I needed somewhere to go, right? After Wednesday, I, didn't ha I couldn't be in LA. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. so I was like, okay, I'll just be there. I have family. Like, uh, my parents will feel safe. Like, it's not going to be some more BS cops getting involved. So I was going to go there. And I was like, dude, six weeks in this, dude, it was like 100 fucking degrees. Um, all my, all my family was just doing, like, you know, just working on their, like, corporate jobs and stuff. And it was just, like, my grandma knitting. And, like, obviously, like, no hate, you know, live your life. It's family. Like, I love them. But, like, um, I was like, I can't do this, dude. What the fuck? And, like, I had a plan of, like, you know, Preston. Uh, we were in Vegas. Yeah. He was in Miami. He was going to do a road trip back to L.A. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm going to sneak out at 3 a.m. Um, and he had a place in L.A. He, you know how he told you originally he's from mm -hmm. L.A.? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to hop in the back of your fucking <laughs> Mercedes at 3 a.m. And just meet me in Atlanta. Come from Miami to Atlanta. We'll drive all the way back to L.A. It's going to be a crazy week-long week, week road trip. And I'm going to fucking, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm just going to sneak out of my aunt's house at 3 a.m. So at this point, are you in L.A. or are you in I'm Atlanta? in Atlanta. I'm in Atlanta. Okay, so now you're in Atlanta. My, yeah, my plan is like, I'm going to okay. be there for like six weeks. But I was bored as shit, dude. My, you know, I was fucking, dude, I came from a life of like, and like, I'm not saying this shit means nothing, but like, you know, there's these exotic cars. My friends were always like renting and having all this crazy fun, fucking jumping off my rooftop, Hollywood Hills house into the pool. Um, you know, just fucking, you know, doing this crazy shit, which I'm not saying is like nothing like respectable or anything. Obviously it's like stupid shit. It's just a bunch of liabilities. Um, but, um, yeah, we were just, you know, fucking driving nice cars and having all this fun. And I was now in the fucking suburbs and I was like damn like my life was a fucking movie i was living so fast dude like I, I almost like stopped working on my business it was making me money every single day i was actually hitting some like remember ten thousand dollars a day i was actually making and you were there i don't i don't really remember when that was i think that was after i came back from atlanta i'm gonna get back to that in a second um no i think when it, was did you may. Come it was either may or june for sure yeah yeah then maybe before i came to atlanta or something i was literally making like business was better than like ever i was literally hitting ten thousand dollar days for like 10 20 days straight and fucking like uh, if i wasn't hitting ten thousand dollars a day i was making eight thousand dollars a day and i was like 17 obviously shit's crazy um so anyways i was in atlanta and uh we had that plan with preston i was like yo i'm gonna fucking sneak out of my aunt's house at 3 a.m we're gonna hop over in this and then i'm just gonna stay in your place in la and preston's like yeah, i don't give a fuck if you live with me um even if your parents are 
trying to find us or whatever. It's just going to be fun. Like whatever, just stay with me in LA. That was the plan for whatever reason it fell through. Um, and then after that, I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm bored in Atlanta. I'm going to go to Manhattan. My sister lives there and it's right by central park. It's a great place and everything like that. So it was like, I was having, it was like, I was in um, Manhattan for like five days, whatever. And it was just like my sister, she would just go to work or whatever. And then I, I think I had like a friend from like San Diego visit or something like that in Manhattan. And I literally had days and like I had nothing to do. Um, so I walked like that was when I walked like 26 or 29 miles in a single day I told you um so I literally fucking I had nothing to do in Manhattan I was bored out of shit I was just by myself you know I just walked like 26 miles around Central Park all the way to Soho all the way to fucking Central Park again like just like stupid shit so I definitely like learned a lot about New York and stuff I mean I've been there multiple times prior but I would just like walk around the whole city for five days straight my fucking chicken legs hurt like a bitch mm. um so after that um my plan was to go to San Diego for two days uh cause I was just like I'm bored and uh fucking new york it's hot as shit out here and i'm sleeping on my couch in my sister's apartment with her roommate so anyways i go back to san diego Ooh, sleeping on the couch with the <laughs> roommate no 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 wow i mean uh not just kidding um He's so yeah not. uh the plan was like my parents are like oh yeah we'll film a video whatever just come back to san diego for two days we'll film a video and you'll be you know you can move back to la and at this point i think i turned 18 in like two weeks later three weeks later or something like that so i almost turned 18 anyways um so my parents didn't really care there's like fuck it we'll film the permission video just go do your thing in la like you're having fun and like you're young just live your life you know we don't want to stress you out so we i go back to san diego for two days my dad had a business trip to like germany or some shit so um i was in san diego whatever just catching up with old high school friends and we were fucking like playing with fire <laughs> do we just like fucking get a bottle of axe and just like play with fire and shit that night and i was telling him all the crazy stories about la i was like dude we do this and fucking we were driving the i8 around what's all you and like i'm like oh, this shit's fucking it's like it's just materialistic shit and like whatever but i was telling him all the stories about la and how fun it is because because obviously like coming from suburbs high school like la especially the life i was living at that house it was like a fucking movie especially with the people coming through you know g easy shot a music video at our house we'd have a lot of big people coming through our house little pumps manager um new people come to us every day we're having tons of fun bro we did fucking flamethrowers and a fucking audi r8 out front it was like a movie at that house filming vlogs and shit so i would tell my high school friends all about the stories we were having and i was like dude yeah fucking la is like a movie bro it's crazy um and then two days later whatever my dad's like okay let's film the video um we're and then he I needed to drop him off at like LAX. Um, so we were at like one of like the parking garages, whatever you drop your car off. He was just going to like, you know, Aladdin parking, like shit like that. Um, and then there it was, he filmed the video and he's like, you know, dear so-and-so I give permission for my son, Michael to live with you guys in LA till he's 18 or whatever. Then he has his choice of doing whatever he wants. So I did that. Um, he filmed that video. This is probably like beginning of July. My birthday is at the end of the month. Wait, I just thought, how funny would it be if he filmed that video, but with like a Snapchat filter on it? <laughs> like one of those like squinty eyes. One, yeah, one of the those. <laughs> That'd be funny. And it's like, hey guys, with the fucking audio too. So yeah, that happened. He filmed the permission video. Um, and then I got an Uber. It was like $20 back to my house in the hills. And I came back and I didn't tell my, I didn't tell my roommates. I haven't seen him in like four weeks at this point. I'm like, yo, I'm back, dude. Um, and I, dude, it felt like fucking great. I'm back in LA. So like, you only paid for one month though at the start. Did you pay another one? Oh yeah. And then, yeah. And then he's like, oh dude, like just fucking live here. Like, like you're going to be learning so much from me you know fucking whatever selling me on the place because he needs roommates to afford the house he's not going to pay it all himself yeah um 
well, actually, it was just he would basically rent it out, overcharge everybody. So he was overcharging me and three other guys. This guy was living here for free. We didn't know that at the time. We were being kind of foolish and stuff. I was being naive. Um, so yeah. he was overcharging us. I, I knew that like immediately walking in. I didn't want to yeah. say anything. You're like, wait, the numbers don't add up. It doesn't. Yeah. Because if you have the smallest room and you're paying 6000 Yeah, 5600 a month. Yeah. yeah, and then the guy below him's like paying eight thousand. And then I was living with another dude in that almost like a same room. My my room was like an office connected to a bedroom, so it was like sharing the same fucking thing almost. He was paying six thousand, so that's like six thousand plus six thousand plus eight thousand. It's twenty thousand dollars a month. That's the price of the house. That's more um, than the price of the house. Well, that's the price of the house, but like plus oh, utilities. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, basically that happened. Came back to the house, surprised him. I showed him the video, and I was feel fr- and I was free to live. So, yeah, man, that was it from fucking, and then from beginning of July till July 28th, my birthday, we were just having so much fun. Um, My friend Chino, um, he's a funny guy, you know him, he's a character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He got, also got like a BMW i8, um, it was like fucking $6,000 a month, once again, just like stupid shit, like just spending money on like exotic cars, I don't need I don't need to be doing that. Just fucking focus on your business. You're 18. Just fucking it's a car. Who cares? Um, but I mean, it was fun and it could be great for personal brand, honestly, to counteract that. Um, and so we did that. We had like a BMW i8 for like a month after that. And we were just living it up. Uh, having so much fun. I was making like, you know, like business was like, su- like my business just kept fucking running at this point and stuff like that. And we were just having the times of our life and everything. And I had like a BMW i8 for like a month, two months. Um, and then I had like some friends visit from San Diego and like obviously like you know that and then um just kind of like live that life um for like another one to two months three months um and then scott obviously every time he visited to la like we'd hang out or whatever and then we came to the idea of like yo this lease ends for this the house that i was living in with these other dudes it ends in um fucking it ends in like i don't know i don't know what month it ended i forgot july august was it, it the, like was it the lease ending or was it just your no lease, lease ended like the whole, like the like whole lease house. house yeah so did he move out of that house now yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. nobody lives there so um it ended like uh september like august september or something like that um that was like the last month and i was like yo i need another fucking house so i hit up scott and i was like bro scott now you've been dying to move out to la and everything like that and we kind of came to the idea of now getting this e-com house and i was like yeah this is gonna be badass house and it really is and um yeah we really just got this house and so it's like coming from the meetup like not having any money having my business shut down and everything to then like just one month later when you came back to la to that penthouse mastermind event then i started making three thousand dollars a day and then the very next time I saw you, you're at my Hollywood Hills house. And then the very next time I saw you after that is when we got this house. And this is all in the matter of like just a little over a year now we've crossed paths. So it's definitely been a fucking crazy past 13 months. And that's just a little sneak peek into it. So Wow. That was yeah. quite a story. Yeah. That was a story and a half right there. That's Yo, wild. and I'm probably I'm probably missing out on a shit ton of things. Cause I remember when we did our interview, dude. I looked at my Snapchat memories and I, I looked and I'm like, holy shit, how did I not include this? Like, yeah, I didn't even know about the video thing. Which video? Oh, having, my dad permission? Yeah, I had no clue about that. Yeah, never no, mentioned I needed that before. That. That's, I don't know, like, is it crazy? Like, I don't know. It's just like, just the shit, like my story. And bro, I'm fucking grateful for every single move and like ripple effect fucking whatever, like, yeah. And I'm still building it out, dude. I'm only 18. Like, I'm only 18, literally. So I see a lot of, like, the big e-com dudes, like, big business guys. Even, bro, even fucking 22, 
like even even 22 so i still have four years to get to that point and i can only imagine the story if i'm like 18 like obviously there's still 18 year olds who are doing more than me and everything but like to put life perspective exactly one year ago today is right when i started making money so i'd say like 13 months ago i literally dead broke dude i fucking asked my friend for a loan of 300 dollars and shut down from everything dropped out of high school not making any money thinking like dude i was like just so confident like though like i had no doubts that i was gonna make it work dude because like before like it's like before like after high school graduates dude because this is the thing uh everybody in my high school right so i went to public school sage creek high school in san diego uh in carlsbad uh freshman a junior year and everybody knew me like as yo dude you said you're moving to la junior year or fucking senior year to la and you're gonna do all this and whatever and like literally like everybody in the school knew that um so they're like and obviously senior year comes around and i didn't move to la i mean i did later in that year may right before graduation so i technically did it but those following months i literally unfollowed everybody from my school i was complete ghost everybody's like where the fuck did this kid go but i was just in my house grinding and i i just knew like i had to make this work before june end of june comes around and everybody graduates and it's like either i go to college or like fucking like i go like i go to college i make e-commerce work it's a literally split row like if i make e-commerce work once i get to la i know like that i'm gonna fucking i'm not gonna slack off at all which like once i came to la like i did slack off a little bit you know i fucking learned my lesson but uh, even to this day like obviously i'm becoming more disciplined and everything but like i go to if i make e-commerce work even to the slightest touch and i make it to la my life's going to be on a whole different path because once i'm in la dude i'm going to have all these opportunities and whatnot or i'm going to go to college and i already know once i go to college i'm just going to be fucking like dude yeah e-commerce didn't work i'm in college i'm just going to do this bullshit um so and dude literally may is when i moved out so like february which is like three months before i planned moving to la like freshman year of high school so it's like out of um the all like 48 months that i'm working with from freshman to senior year you know 12 times four so 48 yeah 48 months that i was working with it was in a three month split of like i just started making money yeah. So it worked out fucking perfectly, dude. I don't know if this law of attraction or what, but it worked out fucking perfectly and seamlessly in May. Like May was the fucking month that I moved out and like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you could have quit many times. Yeah. What's like the main takeaway you think from everything? From all everything, story, all of it. Man, I'd say like, number one, toughen up. If there's any, if like, if you, if you, if you, this is not about toughening up, but like if you have any inch of like, this life like like oh i'm just gonna do e-com in the side like you're fucking out you have to be a hundred percent dedicated because if you're not a hundred percent dedicated um there's people in india outworking you yeah you know, a lot people. of people always say that oh yeah scott i'm, ki I'm kind of thinking about getting into e-commerce but just for like a cool side income it's like yeah, well you, like no motherfucker you, you just lost yeah. like even like there's yeah. ten thousand people that are fucking outworking you it's like uh maybe not to boost my ego or something but like there's literally me going up against you where it's I've had cops try to shut dude my parents also thought they didn't know I was doing business under my friend they thought I stole their like social security documents and shit and I was running my business under them so they were also trying to get the cops like fucking emailing Shopify shut down his stores this is the name and everything they didn't know it was under my friend though so they were like here's my name shut it down here's all my documents and everything but it's like me with fucking cops private investigators my parents trying to find me shut everything down try to end me um, business wise and everything and fucking I'm 100% dedicated and I'm fucking staying up till 3 a.m. Like you're going up people against me, dude. And I'm like 
like I'm just one person out of 10,000. I know there's people outworking me to this day. And even back then, like good fucking luck if you have an inch of being a bitch in you. So mm-hmm. you got to toughen the fuck up. Uh, like dude, even every morning to the gym, I try just, you know, just walk to the gym. That's a little thing. It's fucking cold. It, I don't want to walk, but like it takes 30 minutes and I have to walk down a hill, even sometimes back up a hill. But it's like, I try to toughen up, um, you know, cold showers. Like you can't be a little bitch in this life. If there's, you know, fucking 99, 99.9% of people are not very successful in this life. It's very competitive. There's almost 8 billion people in this world. Like if, once again, if you had that little piece of fucking bitch in you, good luck, you're fucking out. So toughen up. Um, once again, think open-mindedly, think peacefully, do not judge anybody. Um, stay open-minded, you know, control the mind, be a master of your mind. I've been reading about that now. Um, the power of now, a lot of people are slaves to their mind. So just be calm. I know I sound very energetic in this video and everything, but like be calm. Buzzing off the rain. Yeah, dude, fucking caffeine. Caffeine gets you wired. Um, but once again, just, I would say just stay clear headed, get a notebook and you know, just toughen up and read like reading books, dude, fucking puts your mind on another level and just admit that like you don't have the fucking answers. And especially if you are raised like not, I say 99% of people, um, they're growing up as like in like the masses. And the more I read, the more I realized how fucked my mindset was. I'm like, dude, I've been living the past 18 years of my life being a slave to my brain subconsciously we're overthinking about the fucking past and the present and the future instead of living in the now like that's what like a true peaceful fucking buddha would do is like and i'm working on that now like almost meditating and like once i go out of this and i'm working and stuff i shouldn't be thinking about things in the future past that are making me anxious i should be living in the complete now so the more you learn the more you learn i'd say so read some books submit you don't have the answers toughen up don't be a bitch and yeah, but you're going to learn all this shit from reading and learning from top mentors. So I'd say do that. That's step number one. Would you say the power of the now is your number one book recommendation? The one you gave me, the one you gave me. That's your number one recommendation. Deepak Chopra. And bro, uh, my house in Carlsbad, literally, um, I told you we'd sneak into resorts and whatnot. One of them is La Costa. And I told you when I was in Supreme Patty, you know how I launched the ad I was at because uh, I didn't have any Wi-Fi at my house. My parents didn't like the business, so they removed the Wi-Fi router. I had to bike um, just, it's like a mile or something. They have a golf course there. It's a nice resort. And there would sometimes be like Lamborghinis and shit there. So I'd go in and be like, damn, this is the life, dude. Look at these fucking rich people here. And like, so I went there and launched the ad. But at that same place, the author, Deepak, Pak Chopra. It's, he has the Chopra Center. Um, it's like a little spa and everything. And I'm sure my mom's been there and everything. Um, he actually has a place there. So Deepak Chopra, the book that you gave me, The Seven Hab- Habitual Laws of Success. Seven Spiritual Laws. Yeah, Seven Spiritual Laws. That book's like the fucking best one. Rich Dad, Poor Dad's pretty good. The Power of Now. Um, the one I'm reading right now, which Asael at Equinox in West Hollywood, he recommended to me. Uh, I believe Millionaire Habits or something. The cover's black and it's gold. That one's very good. I haven't been reading too much money, but too many money books recently, like financial advice. Um, just been like reading about like mindset and shit like that. Do like, you prefer to read it or like audiobook? Do you have an audiobook? I like reading, dude, but I'm telling you, like I used to be fucking terrible at reading and I used to be fucking like, but I feel like once my parents started one time, my parents uh, in my house, we'd have like, not like a library or something, but I'd say there's like a good 200 books that my fucking parents just like have like at the house. So I, and like some of them were in fucking like different languages, like Turkish and Ethiopian and like, um, just like whatever. But like sometimes my parents remove the Wi-Fi or something. They, but when I literally dropped out of high school, sometimes I didn't, some of those days, dude, when I was like, dude, I have to fucking move to LA in six months. I have to figure out this e-commerce shit, but I don't have any Wi-Fi at the house. I would fucking stare at the wall, dude. I would look out the window and I would just pick up these books. So I really trained my mind back then. It's like, dude, there's 200 books in front of me. I don't have any Wi-Fi here. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I would just pick at books in these libraries and I, I kind of taught myself 
how to like discipline myself to read and like once i mastered that skill dude i fucking love reading now so it's like i'm sure you see me dude sometimes when i finish the gym i do today i read for like an hour and a half and that financial book it's just like some of the shit's gonna change your life like i don't know i don't know how to say it but it just gets me so fucking hyped that's why i'm very energetic also on this also i had a whole bunch of caffeine you know drinking a fucking rain but like sometimes even when i'm on lives and i'm not drinking this just talking about success learning the fucking good life like it gets me so fucking riled up this is my passion and like i just fucking love it dude so really i don't know it's weird like and once again like so many people are probably watching this like yo what the fuck is this kid talking about but like at the end of the day like i know myself and i, I like this is my fucking passion i, I work so hard for this shit even looking at bro it's crazy i'm in a fucking podcast with you i met you at your meetup i wasn't making any money we got this house together in the fucking hollywood hills dude and like like the shit we're doing like the people that we even see our see at our gym the people that come through to this house like the founders of fidget 360 like cooper fucking i'm here with luke dude like i met so many crazy people like life's been too fucking crazy for me to sit here and be like oh yeah it's chill like no dude i fucking have to be hyper this life's been fucking crazy and i love it so and that's then, a no on the audiobooks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no on the audiobooks i i think i used to be big on the ty lopez podcast so I, I did that for a bit but yeah no oh on i the forgot audiobooks. he had a podcast yeah his podcast yeah. slap i was listening to it listening to it in the plane but i listened to that shit for two hours yesterday yeah so yeah the life's crazy it's like a video I'm game sweating a bit it's fuck. a video game big time it's kind of like uh um, especially living out here it's yeah. kind of, it kind of reminds me of Grand Theft Auto. Of course, like, well, you know, Grand Theft Auto is based here, but yeah, yeah. it's like Grand Theft Auto with a lot of, what's the currency in that game? Did you ever play that I'm game? Nah, dude. You never played that Fuck game? video games. Dude, I was focused on life. You never played that game? I mean, I played it actually at Ishan Gold's house when I was there. He's like, yo, I have GTA. And I was like. That trip you out? Uh, playing GTA. I mean, GTA really. 5. It's like, shit, they remodeled Rodeo. So fucking what? <laughs> you must have not explored too much. Yeah. It, nah. it's, I played it only for like an hour of my life. It's super. Did you play like the first person's? Or the mm, third? Third, third. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'll tell you what's super trippy. Mm. Like, I, when I was moving here, I, I went Caffeine. to, like, Santa Monica, and I went to, like, you know, I lived there. I lived in Abikenny. I did all this, so I'd go to the beach a lot. Oh, yeah. So when I went on the Grand Theft Auto, he's going to slurp. He's going to slurp. Wait for it. Oh, no, the first time. The first Shit. time. But we're drinking a rain, by the way. There's hella caffeine in this. So that gets you fucking wired. 300 milligrams of caffeine. So it's weird like living here and then playing it first person because yeah. it's literally like you're Did you play this back it. in St. Louis? Yeah. Oh, so I can imagine when you go back, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm fucking living here. I couldn't even play that game for a while. Why? Just because it was so oh, mind-blowingly crazy. like comparative, like too comparatively. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So you never played video games. Nah, I mean, I tried in like third grade, but my ADHD and like, I don't know, like fucking... I've just always been like action sports when I was little. It's like I've been skateboarding, biking, soccer. I just like, I can't see, I fucking hate video games. It's not for me, dude. I need to be outside. I need to be doing some crazy shit. Okay. Did you ever do like your customer service like yourself before outsourcing? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm in the process of maybe scaling a new product and I don't have any VAs until the time being. Yeah. Do you have any like, like funny stories of like someone DMing you or like commenting or just someone just like, do you have any like stories of like a specific customer just going ape wall? personally me like funny like crazy customer service stories not really mm. but it's weird when like you i'm sure you know this especially like as you're putting yourself out there more when you put yourself out there the world is gonna come at you the good the bad and the ugly yeah yeah i mean I, i'm honestly for some reason i'm grateful i maybe only got like like a few like handful of like bad messages like maybe when you moved into this house or like nice airbnb 
I haven't gotten anything too crazy, but like, yeah, definitely. There's always going to be some people, or maybe I'm just so good now at subconsciously not giving a fuck because I was reading earlier today, actually in the power of now is like when your positive energy, when your positive vibrations are so high, you're not even going to allow any negativity to come into you. So sometimes I'll maybe even subconsciously see it and just, I just don't even think about it. If someone's talking shit or something, I just, you know, it's not constructive or good. I don't know. I just like completely phase it out. Oh, I just thought of a good question. Mm. I was talking about this with Luca. I'd love to get your opinion on it. Yeah. So what do you think about college? Um, I think if you want to be like some things like you need it. So like dentist, lawyer, like there's definitely like things that need it. But like business wise, um, but I've never, once again, I've never stepped uh, like fucking like even a minute in like a college lecture. So I don't want to speak on it. But obviously like from what I've heard and I'm kind of reiterating other smarter people like that i know is like advice is like business um i can only imagine what they fucking teach about the coronavirus affecting drop shipping and like how to create a profitable shopify store some some from fucking 50 year old like if this dude knows how to make a million dollars a month which like if you're like 40 years old you know like you're in this business a million dollars a month like it's not nothing but like yeah it's pretty attainable it's pretty easily attainable you know that right yeah um like obviously like we're in la there's plenty of people making that um, like if this dude knows how to make a million dollars a month, he's not going to know fucking cutting edge technology and not, and he's only making, he's, he's not going to trade that to make $50,000 a year in like a college. It's common sense. Yeah. And it's like, um, at the rate of uh 20% every four or five years or not every four or five years, 20% of what you learned, um, and kind of like how the world works or whatever is useless knowledge. So it's like in four or five years, 20. So in like 20 years, a degree is useless. Um, especially in like business and shit, things it's, are changing. It's even faster now because with like technology oh, and everything, yeah, the information is doubling every seven months. So they're li- they're imagine. missing out on average half of the info after seven months of graduating. I'd imagine. And Luca had a great point. He's like, in, to to go in debt to get a business degree seems like the worst business move possible that you can Literally. do. So it makes zero sense at all. And I'd say my even my sister like she went to um tish like nyu so like obviously very like one of the best business schools and like we do the same thing and like obviously she has a good job now and stuff like compared to other jobs but like i make more than her and i'm 18 and i've been making more than her since i was 17 that's classic well damn this is a long one should we wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up where can they find what would like, this is your time to promote anything but, hate to but let, let them know where they can find you i'm gonna link it in the bio below but just let them know where they can find i you hate Instagram, plugging but youtube plug whatever you want i feel like once you find my instagram you can find everything else so at mikey cast m-i-k-e-y-k-a-s-s and i'm gonna try to look at this whole plugging thing as if like um put my ego aside but if you like the podcast maybe if you want to see more for your personal enjoyment that's my instagram mikey cast i also have a youtube mikey cast and um i just released a set of videos everything that i learned you know from the past four to five years ever since i got into this especially you know with my parents shutting down my business being on the run scaling shopify stores to multiple six figures i've learned everything about payment processors i've learned everything about a lot of different things because i've been shut down i've had to learn the ins and fucking outs of it all and obviously you know staying up till 3 a.m reading all these books sometimes and i didn't have any wi-fi in my house because my parents wanted me to focus on school i had to read all these books um so i've taken all my you know knowledge cognizance um you know, conscientiousness and everything. And I put it in www.mikeycast.co. I actually use HTTPS, you know, fucking dash, whatever. That's more like SSL encrypted. Um, I know it's weird. So yeah, <laughs> go check out that website. That's where I put all my knowledge and everything that's paid, but for free at Mikey cast. So 
And then Mikey also told me he wants everybody to find him on Facebook and uh, send friend requests. <laughs> I'm using my friend's Facebook. Fuck, bro. They ban me, bro. They ban your Facebook? Yeah, profile. It's like, I mean, you know, like dropshippers, it happens. So I'm using my friend's Facebook right now to advertise. Damn. So. I couldn't imagine having mine banned. Losing, oh, like, yeah. I literally made it in 2007. Like, all my photos go back to, like, that's where the, they're stored. I would hate to have yeah. my Facebook banned. You can, I would download your, but we're going to get sidetracked, but just download, I think you can download all your information and everything. Yeah. Download your photos. So do that. But um, other than that, yeah, at Mikey Kass on Instagram, M I K E Y K S S. So, gang, gang. Cool. The hills. Well, thank you very much, Mikey, for coming downstairs for this. Yeah. Podcast. Yo, by the way, when this ends, I'm only 18. Um, so I might have said a lot of dumb shit on this, um, but I just think at the end of the day, as long as I'm learning, um, I think it's all good. So I might have said some dumb shit that's wrong. I probably did. So take what I said for a grain hey. of salt. And if you're offended by any of this or the cursing, <laughs> who cares, dude? Yeah. As long as Something you're keeping up. it real. Yeah. Keeping it real. And I'm still learning every day. So I probably said some dumb shit on this. Yep. So. Well, that's the, the simplified podcast. <sighs> Thank you. All uh, right. Peace. Fire.